Tony Dunn, and not to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. Panther fans, we're regrouping after a uh, 27 to nothing beatdown. That's right. A blanked, blanked in the preseason opener by the New York Jets. I think one of the things that was difficult about this was that we had such high hopes or we were on cloud nine with all the things that have come through with um, the acquisition of Bryce Young, the new coaching staff, and it was just a sober, sobering moment. But I promise you, folks, I promise you, I'm not. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm not going to do what everyone thinks I'm going to do. Flip out, man. I'm not going to do what everybody thinks I'm going to do and flip out, man. I need to know this. Is it just preseason? Does the preseason not matter? Does it matter? On one hand, people say, don't panic. It's just the preseason. On the other hand, if we were doing good, we would be like, oh, that is evidence for how we're going to be great this season. I don't know if it's time to panic or should we stay calm? Stay calm. Don't panic. I can't tell. And I feel like there's a lot of shame looming over Carolina Panther fans because on one hand, you got people going, oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. On the other hand, you go, that was Michael Jordan. You see how bad he is? How hard is it for me to not? Don't panic. Don't panic. Don't panic. Don't panic. Don't panic. I don't panic. Hey, hey, don't panic. Don't panic. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm not going to panic because I got my brothers here for the C3 Panthers podcast. My name is Tony Dunn. It's the longest running Panthers podcast. Cody Lashney, my wheel man's in the house. CK, you're going to tell me if my, my I don't think my lips match. Um, it looks like it might be getting a little worse than it was worse. earlier. See, I wonder, is it my yeah. camera then? Because I've been I cha- here. So anyway, my wheel man, Cody Lashney, welcome back to the show. Maybe I'll switch cameras. Tony Dunn, there's nowhere I'd rather be on a Tuesday night than here with y'all, with my boys, talking Panther football, baby. And boy, do we have a lot to talk about tonight. Again, you already mentioned it, man. Don't panic. Don't panic. We should not be panicking, or should we? That's what we're going to be talking about tonight. We're going to be talking about uh, Terrace Marshall Jr.'s mysterious yet unfortunate injury that happened to him again. We're going to talk a little bit about the dynamic between uh, Deuce Staley and Von Bell. That's uh, really fun. There's a growing rivalry between them. Uh, Training camp got a little bit heated today. Man, let me tell you, you already know that we're going to do this, Tony, with the best damn Panther fans in all of YouTube, baby. You already know I'm going to love them. It's Panther Pickle, Al the Sailor, Dublin Panther, Hemlock, 
King Rook, Kristen Ladane, Muscles Marinara Paisan. What's up, brother? Pan Axe, my bro Poppin, Rockhead 81, Roosevelt Mongo, Sideshow, Tim Sellings, and Underground West. And before we get the show kicked off, uh, without going into too much detail, we want to let everybody know, keep our guy C3 Drew, AJ Lindsay, in your thoughts and prayers. We love your brother. He's going through a bit of a of a health issue right now. I'm not he's in the chat. His, yeah, he's in the chat. I'm not going to put out all his business, but hey, man, keep our guy Drew in your thoughts and prayers. Going through a little bit of a health issue, man. Hey, C3 Strong, Drew, you know we love you, brother. And uh, we're dedicating this one to you tonight, man. The number is 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. Tell us, should we panic? Is this offensive line repairable? Is it fixable? Or is this another implosion from the interior that is on the horizon? Week two of the preseason, is it a must-win game already? <laughs> Holy cow. It's fanaticism, baby, and that's what I love about the C3 Panthers podcast. The number is 252-228-5098. CK in the house, back at it. Are my lips matching my face now that I got rid of the Logitech camera capture thing? Yeah, it looks good. Uh, that might have been the issue for you, man. That was it. Uh, it looks, looks good now. Um, man, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Um, not happy with the result, but, you know, that's uh, – uh, it's it's good to be back and talking about football that we've seen with our own eyes. Uh, you know these players performing, um, and and you know again talking about that panic button if it's something that we're going to be needing to hit right now. And um, I think we're as a as a team or as as a fan base. I think the idea of it's just preseason is letting these guys off the hook. I don't think they take it like it's just preseason. I don't think we should either. Um, so, um, I, I think it's going to be an interesting conversation tonight. Call into the show, be a part of the conversation. Let us know what you guys think about the Carolina Panthers, how we should respond, our outlook and how it's changed. We're going to be talking about that. We're going to do a little barometric pressure later in the show. How is your outlook about the Carolina Panthers as a whole, the offense, the defense, Bryce Young, the offensive line, how has it changed? Has it improved? Has it declined or has it stayed the same? We want your thoughts. We want you part of the conversation. Smash the thumbs up button. Get in the comments. Uh, Greg, time for you to get in this show, man. Welcome back. Thanks, man. Um, you know what? I, I'm not going to say anything about uh, until we get to the segment about what's going on. I'm just more interested to hear other people's comments and react to those. That's okay. My, so, Well, that's how they can do it. You can, you know what? Make sure you get in. The comments, man, right? I mean, get in the chat. Call in at 252-228-5098. Let's pop right into the show, Cody, and see what we got up. Just We're going to start with, look, first of all, I like this. Uh, this is a, a heavy. There's a band I really like called The Heavy. They have this uh, great song, Cause for Alarm. Been listening to it a lot lately. Is this a cause for alarm is tonight's show? Um, and to me, all eyes are focused on that offensive line. No matter what, uh, no matter how good you are in other places, that offensive line, it can be something that undermines the success of a team and their potential all throughout the season. And we have to figure out, is this just a like hideous depth uh, at the New York Giants? Is this just genuine? Um, 
well, I guess generic play calling that exposed really bad matchup problems. We need to know if that's the case. Is this a cause for alarm? That's kind of the theme of the show, but let's talk about the most pressing news of the week. The Panthers getting blanked on Saturday. They've had two practices since, and all eyes have been on the offensive line. James Camp and the offensive line coach, I suggest everybody go watch his interview on Panthers.com. He has a hard time not cursing. Uh, Now he only says, yeah, he's great. He's fun. Uh, He called the – no, we got differing reports in the very immediacy, like – did the offensive line themselves call this meeting after the game? It sounded like he called the meeting after the game and he discussed the need to address it. Cody, the offensive line has been the focus of Panther talk since Saturday. Yeah, man. Rightfully so. I mean, the fact that right after the game, they had to call a meeting so that everybody can come together to really be like, Hey, this bullshit that we just put out on the field is not acceptable, man. It really just isn't. And you know, well, you know, I know we're gonna do something of a temperature check later on in the show tonight, but it's hard to not be reactionary because we have known that Austin Corbett had this ACL injury since the end of last season. And the fact that you know we're getting closer and closer to the season and we still don't know what the answer at right guard is, then inexplicably, Michael Jordan and Cam Irving are still on this team looking like absolute trash. It's baffling us and many of the fans, and it's, it's hard to kind of know what to expect looking forward. A lot of the word was, and I believe you said even Mike K said this, on Twitter that, you know, the New York Jets have a lot of depth on defensive line. Like they have an embarrassment of riches. I'm sorry, Tony, that doesn't do a damn thing for me, man. It really doesn't. Second stringers are second stringers. And when our number ones are getting beaten by the number twos for another team, and this has been a point of excitement for Panther fans. We thought this was finally going to be a year where we didn't have to worry about our offensive line and whether or not it would hold up no, or not. you guys thought that. You guys thought that. Told Many you guys not to. Nah, told y'all me, not man. to just, Many yeah, because us. everybody was just based on what, what how it was last year and just assumed that it was the natural trajectory dealing with two injuries. How about this? Here's the good news is Brady Christensen's been healthy through this, and he's been arguably the best lineman out, out there on the field so far. Not and named he's, Bradley Bozeman. Yeah, right. Exactly. And I I mean, those are the two that you would make the argument for at this moment. But he imagine if he was still suffer like if his uh, ankle injury hadn't uh, recovered. What if he he starts having some problems? Cody, I'm with you on this is that this is why it's hard to relax, stay calm. Don't panic. It's hard not to panic. It's hard. And when I say panic, I don't mean that. It's like you said, be reactionary. Because here's the thing is, how do you fix these problems, right? Like, are they or is this like a talent thing? And when you brought this up is that, look, we've had oh people say, oh, they didn't scheme for it. They didn't do this. No. What 
this is meant to do, what preseason is meant to do is get out there and put guys in one-on-one situations, difficult situations, and to see who the best of those guys are, not to scheme to make it easier and to like take it. Oh, well, since we can't block, well, we're going to do these things to help these guys out. That's what you do during the season. The problem with the, Oh, it's, they've got a, of uh, what a, a, an embarrassment of riches is the problem is, is that that means we don't have an embarrassment of riches and you're just getting beat one-on-one. So here is, does the preseason matter? Does it not matter? If it doesn't matter, why do they take it so serious? Yeah. And by the way, if you listen to any of the, um, any of the press conferences today, all of the coaches seem very nonchalant. They, they didn't care. They're not going to put a lot of stock. Well, in a they can't game. panic. You know what I'm saying? Like, they have to say that. But, you know, there right, are Tony, too many sayings to point, that I'm, I'm so sick of, Cody. They made it to a point where it was like, uh, nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. And, again, maybe that is what they have to do. And what that, that yeah, is what, what, what is he supposed to say? We say. fucking Michael Jordan but is a trash. At the same time, you, you know, don't piss on my leg and tell me that it's raining either. Right. Well, you know, they, I mean, the, here's the thing: is I don't right. think anybody's telling you that. I think the fact that they had to have that impromptu meeting in, in and of itself shows that this coaching staff did not take this lightly. Right. Like, they looked at this and they saw that this was something that we need to nip in the bud right now. Now, here's the thing that I find the most interesting about this: from our starting lineup from the first drive, our worst offensive lineman was Icky. No. Yes. Yes. From the first, the starting line yes. from the first drive, our so, worst player by a large margin. Him and Cade Mays. The blonde no. side. Cade Mays wasn't great, but he wasn't, he was not nearly graded out the way Icky was. Icky was the bottom of the barrel when it came to being graded out. Icky did not look good. He just oh. did not look good. And I'm trying so hard. And, you know, People have known for a long time. Oh, I was a, okay. I, I I was a we proponent. Talk about this. I was a proponent of having Brady Christensen at left tackle and putting Ikea Kwanu at left guard. Now people get real upset and get their panties all up in a bunch every time I mention this, right? Because that's like blasphemy to drop a left uh, to draft a left tackle in the top ten and play him at left guard. But what I'll say is this, man. He, he needs to impress. He needs to turn it on because in pass protection, not only in preseason uh, football, but during training camp, there's been a number of uh, instances of, of him being beaten pretty square. So he is a part, but he's a guy that's going to get better. You know what I'm saying? It is a difficult position. And that is the hardest part about that jump. I put an article out on, I think I put it on the website. Uh, three problems with the Carolina Panthers are facing the Panthers offensive line. I also did a short. Hey, CK, you like those things I've been doing? Yeah. Yeah, they're good. I listened to you. I listened to you. I uh, not only am I a teacher, I'm a lifelong learner. Um, the three there's three issues facing the Carolina Panthers offensive line right now. And Icky happens to be one of them. And it's not that he's an issue. He's actually the one I'm least worried about. Right. The number one issue facing this Carolina Panthers offensive line is that um, Michael Jordan is a complete bum. And I hate man. It's so mean to say that 
about somebody directly, but you he is suck. just not good. You're you're so nicer than me, Tony. <laughs> and then you are two, so much Cam Irvin. I've been resolved to the idea that Cam Irvin, his value could be mentor. It could be helping in the swing tackle. He's terrible too. So that's number one. Number two is that we are facing some de- some issues with missing pieces. Savala has been yeah. out, so he has not been able to get the work and the reps and the strength and all of this, right? So you have a rookie. You can't just be like, oh, a rookie who hasn't practiced at all is going to be great, right? right? It's just fixed. And then right. o- other were missing Austin Corbett, and that's not a short-term miss. Even if he does come back to start the season, you got to believe that he's <sighs> timing – fatigue you know all there's it's like not just like oh magically healthy right so those missing pieces here's the part with icky though is icky's difficulty is dealing with speed Mm -hmm. and if that's a technique thing that he can get better at it'll be fixed right but if he can't overcome that in his career like if that continues to be a problem he'll make a great guard yeah. yeah, I mean, and listen, I think he could be an uh, a, a Pro Bowl guard. Uh, I'm gonna let. Uh, I still Greg, believe he can be a Pro Bowl left tackle. I'm not worried about it yet. I mean, but listen, that's I, the thing I, to watch. He has to I improve do. against speed rushers. And, and again, that's why I'm not flipping out on this. But I, I, it, it's definitely something that's caught my attention and caught the attention of a lot of other people. I think I know what could possibly fix it. Uh, I'm gonna let Greg jump in, but before we do, Roosevelt Mongo very kindly with the $5 love bomb says the Panthers have a culture of losing and Reich was supposed to change that. But to start off the, the, to start off this way in his regime is totally unacceptable. Damn. Strong words, Roosevelt. Go ahead, Matt daddy. Um, okay. With the offensive line, I'm, I'm going to say that I'm not worried for two reasons. One, because it's the first game of the preseason. Um, I granted, I don't like, didn't like what I saw, but I'm not going to say that I'm worried about it right now. Uh, and the main reason I'm not going to say I'm worried about it is because I was sold the ticket that Bryce Young had a bad offensive line in college, a terrible offensive line in college, and he was amazing. So I'm not worried about the offensive line being terrible. Um. Well, you know what is he was able to survive out there. Took some big shots. I'm not not worried about that. Yeah. So uh, it looks Um, like this is Savala is 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 getting reps, Cody. Yeah, he is taking the majority of reps at left guard after starting the majority of the season on the pup list, and this is what we all called for, right? You know, I know everybody was pounding the table for him to start at left guard since him and. Ricky and Kwan, who played literally like three or four games together uh, with that different type of formation. But we all expected, you know, or at least I did, that it would be Christensen at left guard and then that they would uh, work Zavala into the lineup at right guard. Yeah. And it appears that that's kind of what they're doing. But man, listen, uh, that's why. All eyes. Like, all eyes yeah, on this so offensive line. This is a perfect example of. Don't believe a person when they tell you who, who they are. Believe them when they show you who they are. And as much as they can sit up at that podium and say they're not worried, they're not concerned, man, all hands and all eyes were on deck on this offensive line. You have Thomas Brown sitting in with the offensive line today in practice. Scott Fitterer is on the field. 
looking at this offensive line. He's figuring out if he's got a trade. Yeah, and the fact that Michael Jordan and Cam Irving were signings of his. And listen, I've been a Fitterer. I've been a Fitterer supporter. Nobody can take that way that away from me. I have said I like Fitterer. I, I generally like the moves that he has made. But if this offensive line is not ready to go by the start of the season and is getting a task whipped up and down the field, there's no way that you can't blame Fitterer a little bit for the lack right. of depth that they have on this line right now. So, yeah, he needs to be out there knowing if he needs to make a move to shore up this offensive line after you just drafted a five foot 10, 200 pound quarterback, number one overall. Fitterer better be worried about that performance. And that's why I say don't believe them when they're up at that podium telling you that they're not worried about this. I guarantee you that they are. Yes, I mean you're exactly right. They should be worried about it. And this is this is going back to 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 drafting that player in that position. Did you have the offensive line set up? I mean, it's a, I have people in the chat saying, well, the, the transition from the pros to the college is different. Well, guess what? That's my original argument. That's my whole original argument is that trans, transitioning from college to the pros is different. That that so, so if that's what you want to fall back on with the offensive line, then you're just solidifying what I'm saying. Like they have got to. If you're going to have Bryce Young in there, I think he's a talented guy. You've got to protect him. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be number one. It's got to be number yeah. one. And like when you're looking at this and you see that the biggest, one of the things that we thought was, again, that we thought was shored up was the offensive line. And to have that now be the biggest hole on your entire roster, all of a sudden the linebacker role doesn't look that bad. All of a sudden the secondary doesn't feel all that bad. And now all of a sudden this thing that we thought was going to be the thing that propelled Bryce Young into stardom is going to be the thing that potentially is going to be causing us to falter if this doesn't get fixed, you know, quickly. Um, and you can't even just put this on I the told you right guys, guard. I have been watching this team and doing this for so long, man, that a good offensive line is something that we just don't get blessed with in Carolina. Right. And I, what we had is this is like, here's the perfect storm. You guys are like, Oh, they're a mid whatever. And they're going to get better next year. We're drafting some players. Well, you know what? Those injuries, number one. Number two, Moten getting older, right? Is it a possibility that Moten is, like, deteriorating to some degree? Man, this offensive line could have some problems here, particularly if they just don't find one of these young guys to fill in till Austin Corbett is 100, yeah. right? And so that's a difficult thing. We're trying not to panic. But guess what? We're very comfortable where we're at because this is what we know. Bad offensive lines, we got this, guys. The problem that I have with it is right now we were just ready to get a, a dang offensive team. But how are you going to throw it downfield if you're getting creamed? Yeah. I just yeah. Uh, maybe that line. should be our next uh, T-shirt. Offensive team, how we're creamed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, how about uh, that Paisan? has been a member for eight months. Appreciate your muscles, Marinara. If you would like to join, hit that join button for $1.99 a month. Help support the C3 Panthers podcast. Tony, there's another way that these beautiful fans of ours can support the C3 Panthers podcast. Why don't you let them in? I tell you this is we have been, we've partnered with Caldera Labs uh, for the month of August, guys. Um, and 
I got to tell you, I've been using this product and I've been really impressed, right? Impressions matter, folks. Your looks matter. I know that sometimes we like to act like they don't, but first impressions matter. Man, the way you look helps uh, your your mental and your physical health are tied together, right? Is before I lost a bunch of or lost some weight, right? I didn't realize how bad I felt about myself. So we need to take care of ourselves. And guys, we don't take care of ourselves enough. And one area we don't is with skincare. And that's where Caldera Labs comes in, right? You can go and get these really high-end facial products. Not going to lie, there's a cost to good stuff, right? But I'm going to tell you why that cost is well worth it, right? So you go to Caldera Labs, you can get a twice a day regimen that is all natural that's going to make your your skin, your facial skin healthier, happier, moist, smooth. You're going to look younger, you're going to feel better. And I got to tell you this is here. I'm going to tell you is this is I've got they sent me the package and I've been trying diligently to do the twice a day, right? And I'm a barbarian when I was all you got to do is this one pump, boop, one pump, right? With in the and that's the good, right? The good is, oh, excuse me, the clean slate. The clean slate, one, but it's the facial cleanse. You just wash your face. And I wash my face like a barbarian. I don't even like really try to, right? And then you can, they got some like eye cream that's supposed to help underneath here, which is really big for Italian people who stay up till four o'clock in the morning working on CarolinaCatChronicles.com <laughs> and doing that. And then they have like a, in the morning, you put just some moisturizer on. I've never really done the right steps in my entire life. Somehow I stopped getting a lot of pimples at one point, but here's secret. If you put, if I had CK's 4k cam, you zoomed in at some, it looks like I almost have dark pores. I mean, uh, deep pores on my nose, but Same. they're actually like little blackheads. Right. And like, you can't really see them, you know, but if you squeeze, like you could get a little bit out. Well, I tell you this is I've never really like just spent the t time and energy to to get rid they're almost all gone right now right away and i mean and that's barbarian face washing right one pump this takes two seconds caldera labs what you need to do is go to calderalab.com backslash c3 you got to use our link it's in the show note description guys this really helps us they also all these companies when they advertise with us they want to see if you trust our word if you believe in these products, I'm 41 going on 42. I haven't ever taken care of myself into the last couple of years. If I could just stop with this dang drinking boy, but Caldera labs might make, make help me stay young. And I still get the pound of beers. Maybe dude, this product, I tell you this. And again, my last thing, you can go to calderalab.com backslash C3. If you use that code, you get 20% off. And you're going to need that 20%. I'm going to tell you, you're going to want that 20%. Right? But here's the one thing is you're going to look at this and you go, man, these all natural products, all this, there is a cost to good quality. But I promise you this is these products are going to last for like three or four months. Like, I mean, I'm not like, it's just one pump. It's like the little bit of cream. Boop, 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 boop. And to all my fellows, let me tell you, the ladies love a man that will take care of his skin. That That is, trust me, you're doing yourself a favor, man. Call DaraLab.com and use the code C3. We appreciate them. Help support us, help support our sponsor. 
Here's um, well, actually one segue about that before we move on. Uh, we're going to talk about Camp Confidential down the road. Um, newly acquired um, safety Von Bell is um, a big part of the first him and Deuce Daly talking Joe. He said, I need some sunscreen. He cares about his skin. Von Bell cares about his skin and his sin. He said, your skin got to take care of it. CalderaLab.com slash C3. Help men, well, helping us look better. Let's keep rocking, Cody. Yes, sir. So today, uh, Austin Corbett was up at the podium, and he was able to give a little bit of update um, on his ACL and his recovery. Uh, so he, he was talking about uh, basically if he was going to start the season on the pup list and how he's trying to avoid that. He said that's obviously the goal, right? But really, there's still uh, no true idea on how this might progress. We've continued to add more to my rehab and continue to do more change of direction. Everything has been doing good. No swelling up at all. No setbacks. Just continuing to add more. If Corbett is placed on the pup list, he'll be out for at least the first four games of the 2023 campaign. That's a particularly rough prospect for Carolina to ponder, especially after a disappointing performance against the Jets. Uh, we all know that the competition to replace Corbett, that's like the center of discussion right now. Chandler Zavala taking most of the reps at right guard. Um, you know, when he was asked if the pup list is a realistic option, Corbett refused to play doctor. He said, I'll leave that to the people upstairs. Uh, that's why they're in charge. Uh, I'm just here to do what they tell me and hopefully get out there sooner rather than later. Uh, we don't want to rush him back and have him be injured, but damn, do we miss him now after that? Shit show of a week one preseason game, huh? Like that's that man, that's just I never knew how much I missed Austin Corbett. Uh yeah, how sneakily how sneakily sneakily was he such an important part? I mean, we knew it. You know, here's the thing is you always we knew it, but we just it's just the same with back when you go back to Star Latulue. The fact that you're not calling their name is a good thing a lot of times. I mean, I know them getting sacked would be better, but like we didn't say Austin Corbett's name last year. Why? Because he was doing what he's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So uh, this often, heroes, yeah. we, we're just, and I don't know. I don't, I mean, I know that you got, look, I don't, I don't, I don't think that the answer can be Michael Jordan at all. Like, I don't think it's no. technique, but we're going to need somebody like, Deontay Brown, Savala, Cade Mays to step like to play a significant role this season. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just like we've got too many nicks and dings already in the in the stuff. It's like our plan actually relies on one of these guys being a contributor, not just being a, a warm body, but actually being a, a positive contributor to the offensive line. So we'll have to be monitoring that closely. Well, yeah, I, I think one of the other biggest problems you have is is is, is the, the the continuity of the of the uh, the guys together because, like you were saying, yeah. you, you, even if you have one guy who's not so good on the line, uh, playing with the other guys more, like always rising tide lifts all yeah, boats kind of exactly. thing. You so know, they started three guards on three series, Greg's in that. Like, I mean, that is that's you not know, a sign I mean, there's clearly there's no out. chemistry. Yeah. 
And that's when Icky got beat on the stunt. Those are chemistry things a lot of times. I thought Bradley Bozeman looked great. Yeah, I thought yeah. Bradley Bozeman looked great. Brady Christensen looked great. Pretty much no one else. <laughs> I mean, Taylor Moten um, was... Moten got beat uh, pretty bad on one of those. Um, yeah, I, I, I just I don't know there was many positives outside of uh, Bozeman and Christensen. Yeah, um, I agree. And, and you um, really, really hope that a that Icky would have come in here and shined um, because, I mean, at half the, the majority of the year last year, he did a great job. Um, he started out in a rough spot and then he got, got his bearings and you would hope that, that that would continue over and, and you'd see that, that happen again, but it just didn't. Yeah. And, and that could did. be the case this year too, is it's only a second year. He may just needs a little bit of time to get into it. It's why it's, it's why I don't want the panic button. Like I, I was being hyperbolic and I said, I have no, issues but i do worry about the offensive line um yeah but but i i'm not i'm not ready to hit the panic button yeah. after game one so uh somebody put this on twitter uh shout out cj sloth he said last preseason we beat the buffalo bills 21 to so zero mm-hmm. do we think that the bills were worried and we want to invoke the well, before we go to that before we go to the video right i, I want to bring the the ultimate question cody is is you have there's two distinct different opposing sides think of them almost as political parties right like on the opposite sides like the radicals of each other one side is going to tell you he's going to wake up on sunday and monday morning call on the radio shows call into the cat calls and they're going to say this offensive line Michael Jordan's the worst player in the history of the world. The offensive line might not be repaired or were our expectations too high, man, was this coach? Did we just think that this coach is this coach's staff just a recycle bunch? How did now we're talking about, we're questioning Scott Fitter. We're, you know what I'm saying? It is like, Oh shit, we suck again. Right. Remember in Waterboy where the guy is like, Oh, we suck again. Or uh, Rob is like, oh, that's no, the, we suck right? again. and then there's the other group of people. And sometimes the media is like this. The fan shamers are a little like this. It's like, oh, it's preseason, dude. None of this matters. Score, man, they're 0-0 still. It doesn't matter. Look, the Bills, they got blanked last year, and they were great. You remember that? Look, the Baltimore Ravens haven't lost a preseason game in 27 years, and they weren't that great last year. And they're saying none of this matters. So it either doesn't matter to one camp at all, or it matters crazily to the other camp. And the question is, what's the answer? What's the answer? Who's right? Who's wrong? One's dismissive. One is aggressive. Cody, now let's invoke. This is because on one hand, it's a shaming thing. They're like, oh, I'm not going to worry. This I heard like seven reporters say this day. I'm not going to worry. It's just the preseason. You think I'm going to worry? I mean, I'm not going to worry till it's Atlanta. Why? This is just preseason. Well, you know they're going to get this figured out. You know they're going to work on this, right? But there is another side this to that. Is where, well, yeah, and this is where, you know, whenever we as Panther fans start to voice those concerns about whether or not what we're seeing in the preseason is actually legitimate and whether or not we should actually be worried about it or not, man, let me tell you, there's always that chorus of people who say the same damn thing it's just camp it's just camp it's just early it's still camp 
It's still early. It's just camp. It's still early. It's just camp. It'll be the same folks. It's just week one. It's just week two. Wait till after the bye week. It's just week seven. It's just week eight. Oh, they starting to come along in week 10. I knew it. it I knew it. they just needed a season together. It was COVID. It's just early. It's still camp. It's just camp. It's still early. It's just camp. It's just camp. Yeah. Just relax. Stay calm. Don't panic. Yeah, don't panic. But like yeah, here is the thing. Cover train, man. Yeah, first is he's so good. He's so funny. It's so funny. Like, I mean, the question is, is there, is there, are we, there's a difference between panic. There's a difference between concern. I think I'm in concern mode for a couple of things. We're going to talk about why that is. And in other places, I'm not as concerned, right? Last thing before we move on to that, before we try to figure out if this is just camp, it's just early. It, we need that drop. It's just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. it's just early. Well, we got it kind of, um, I hear is this is I hear a lot of the same shit already. It's like we're one and oh, we're one and oh, we're oh and oh, we're this right. It's like now we got a catchphrase. We'll talk about that. But we heard this is this is what I man, this is when I about lost my shit with Frank Wright. And I'm not mad. I like him still high on the higher and all of this. Don't worry. But he goes, man, we just, there was such great energy in the practices on Wednesday, Thursday. I mean, we were just, you really felt like it. And then it just didn't show game day. I feel like Matt Rule could have said that shit. You know, it's just always, yeah, the same thing. It's like, oh, we had two weeks of great practices. We really are on the same page, but it just, it just didn't click on the field. And it's like, man, if you say elite, let's got to, I got to watch the tape or, Man, we just had a great week of practice. It just didn't come through. I want to strike those. I want to mute them from the conversation of coaches. Yep. Hey, by the way, before I go any further, see Dog 1983 TV. What's up, brother? You know we love you. He said, hit the like button. It's free, long season again. Go ahead, CK. I think you were going to chime in. No, no. I've, uh, I'm not, might not well, have been I mean, me. don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm just I, I, I'm of the same mindset. I mean, I think that. When you, when you look at the the camp that says, let's not panic. I think those are are, are going to be the same people that uh, are going to be overselling people's performances that didn't really perform well, either. Right. right? You know, like. And here's the thing. And I'm not saying people. It, it, and uh, I want to preface this by saying I don't think that Bryce Young showed anything to make me panic about his performance. What I saw was somebody who didn't look too overwhelmed by what he was seeing, but he also didn't perform above average, right? And so when you hear people say that he performed above average, it's not exactly accurate. You can't really use what we saw on on Saturday as a measuring stick for what he's going to be able to accomplish. And so those same people who are saying don't panic are also saying look at this you know look at this uh, this god of a of a quarterback that we've gotten and, and that's a lot of times confirmation bias and i think that that's something that we need to temper our expectations on as well um especially if this offensive line is going to look the way that it did on saturday the truth lies somewhere in the middle most likely 
You know, it is still early, but these could be problems, right? Yeah. Um, Cody, what we uh, what are we going to do? Take some cat calls next. Uh, let's see. Where we, we at? at? Where we got next? Uh, but no, how about how about before we uh, before we do that, let's um, let's talk about Terrence Marshall, and just okay. get a real quick reaction. Uh, Terrence Marshall Jr. went down in practice yesterday. But it didn't really go down. Like they, they said that uh, he was carted off the field, but he wasn't on the back of the car. He was no, right he rode in, in the, the front seat. seat. Yeah, and like so it was front. not like it was a knee or something like that. Like some people said, said that, that he had to a, take a dump. Well, I heard that it was a back injury, but we really don't know. And by the way, they didn't really provide any updates today um, on Terrace Marshall Jr. <clears> and right, we have two former LSU players on our team. At wide receiver who kind of have the same stigma about them, Terrence Marshall Jr. and DJ Chark, and that oh, a I lot of people Chark was LSU, <laughs> not, yeah. not just those two. Now, from a wide receiver perspective, sure, but also let's talk about our defensive side of things too that have the yeah. uh, stigma from LSU of being injured. Oh yeah, as well Dante Jackson, yeah, yeah, Dante Jackson, yeah. We've we've got some people on this team now, man. But I mean, my question to to you all and to the chat is. Does this worry you? Do you fear that Terrence Marshall Jr. is going to continue to have this thing where he has all the potential, he has all the physical upside, but unfortunately, man, this dude, you know, someone needs to buy this man a lucky rabbit's foot. You know, let, let him pet that thing a few times uh, before the game, man. Um, hopefully it's not too bad. Like I said, we didn't get an update today, but uh, what do y'all feel about this, man? Are you concerned at all? Or is this just too far out before we start the season to actually worry about it too much? If I should know off the top of my head, I think it's Albert King. Hold on, let me see. I wrote about it last night. Albert Breer? No, Albert King is in the um he is a old school blues artist. And he had a song that was if uh, uh born on a under a bad sign. And it, and it says this, if I didn't have bad luck, I wouldn't have no luck at all. He said, been born uh, down since I could crawl, right? So he's been born under a bad sign. At this point, it's just like, gosh, man, he just can't catch a break. You know, it's like Terrace Marshall Jr. just can't catch a break. And I don't think it's his, I mean, it's none of it to me right now. It's his fault. It's just like nothing has, the chips are just, the cards aren't gonna, aren't coming his way, dude. He comes yeah. out of college dealing with an injury, but was drafted because Joe Brady understood this, you know, whatever. But then, so he comes off of that injury, but somehow he finds himself under, you know, in Matt Rule's doghouse. So that's the first kind of, you know, nothing fell his way. Then Joe Brady's fired, right? And he languishes. Well, when Matt Rule gets fired, and he also dealt with some more injuries in that process. Like he had the foot and then I think there was some hamstring or something like that at some point. But then when Matt rules fired, Steve Wills comes in and Terrace Marshall jr. Shines and it just like, Oh man, like maybe it's just like this new, it's just going to be opera, you know? So we just got all excited. I'm sure he was excited too. new regime, fresh start. Then we start camp with all of these hopes. He has a bad first week. Like, gosh, bad, bad luck. If he didn't have bad luck, he wouldn't have no luck at all. Second week of camp, though, he excels. And you're like, oh, man, now it's going to be this. Then the preseason game, he doesn't even, you didn't even know he's on the field. 
And then the first practice, he got his back hurt. Gosh, poor guy. He's been he's been down since he learned how to crawl. Yeah. CK, I'm, what about you, man? You worried about this? I'm willing to wait until we see what the scans show. I mean, if this is something that's going to keep him out um, into the regular season, yeah. I mean, you have to be worried, right? Um, well, how about Mango is the start is listed on the depth chart as a starter? Right. Well, that? I mean, that's well, another. That, I'm not bad at that though. That's where I'm saying is like I don't know how much I'd be worried about this being that it doesn't seem like they value him as a number one or number two in this offense. Um, I was hoping that he would have a breakout year, and uh, if he again, the the panic. I let me rephrase. I wouldn't panic as a fan. I would panic if I were TMJ. It's hard to keep your chin up at that point. You know, we talked right. about, uh, you remember um, when J.C. Horn got hurt with his hand, like friendly fire at the end of last season or whatever. Right. Um, and then the and then the ankle, and he talked about how his dad was important to him, like because his dad's a former pro and just how, trying to keep his mental straight, right, and knowing that, like, these are things that suck, right? But like, if you let them mentally defeat you, that support system's got to be important. Like, it's got to be hard on this young man who is trying so hard to be successful. Again, I kind of running into all of these, just like, oh, one, somebody backed into me. Like, you know, you're like running work like, late for work. Somebody backs into you in the parking lot. And you're like, damn, I didn't even back it. You know, that kind of thing. Poor guy. Not poor guy. Hey. Just relax. Stay calm. Don't panic. It's just camp. It's still early. It's just camp. It's still yeah. early. Uh, you know what? It is still early. But you know what? It's always a good time for. It's always a good time to listen to Panther Nation. Why don't you say, uh, you know, we uh, take some cat calls and see what these wonderful C3 Panther fans have got to say. If you would like to call in, the number is 252-228-5098. Leave a message and be a part of our show. So what are your thoughts on catcalling? Yeah, it's pretty sh- You shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels good. Like a three and a four and a lose that cat in the back corner with his face buried in his nose. Who's that kid that can use one? I'm coming. Good God, the Bluetooth disconnected. Come on. Bluetooth, the dude. Bluetooth. Good Lord. Freaking Bluetooth ruining our uh, cat calls. Why is it not connected? Freaking Bluetooth. Jerks. Just was connected. All right, I got a different way I can do it. Cover it here. Let me. Yeah, man. Um, download it. So, how about we'll, we'll start with this, right? This is something that. um. You know, we've been talking about for a little while, uh, and, and that's DJ Chark's potential to be a number one wide receiver in this offense. He's the other LSU receiver that's had, you know, some ups and downs in his career. But um, this is from Alex Zeitlow, our guy Alex. This is the guy that wrote the very nice piece on me in uh, the Charlotte Observer says DJ Chark shakes loose Dante Jackson 
on a one-on-one deep route. Play ends with Jackson on the ground and Chark spinning the ball in celebration in the end zone. CK, everything, every single thing that we hear about DJ Chark is always positive. And I really think that his career to this point hasn't done him justice on what he's actually capable of doing. And if he is able to stay healthy this year, man, we could have a real one on our hands. No, I agree. I think uh, I think that this guy can uh, just based on what we've seen, the route running, the speed that he has. Um, I, I think he's one of the most complete receivers we've had in Carolina in a long time. Um, and it's you're right. I don't think his career has done him justice. I don't think his quarterbacks have done him justice that he's played under. True. Um, and and the hope is is that playing with a guy like uh, like Bryce Young and and having uh, you know, an offense tailored around, uh, you know, a quarterback being successful by having those outlets and then maybe giving a, a deep pass to, to DJ Chark. I think this could turn out to be a match made in heaven. We're going to see, man. Um, the hope is that he remains healthy. And if he does, I, I, I think this dude is going to show the league why he's deserving of a, of a top tier contract. The problem is, is I don't know if that ends up being Carolina or not uh, because he only came here on a one year deal. Um, man, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what this year has for him. He almost got, he was three feet away from having a giant catch in the preseason game that would have gone for a touchdown. That that was yeah. so close to being what we wanted. Um, and you know, we're, we're maybe again, three feet away from this being a completely different thought process about our offense. Yeah. Tony, you ready to hit them calls? Yep. The number's two, five, two, 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 eight, fifty, ninety eight. We don't hear anything if you're playing it. We can do it as a team. We're going to dominate. Come on. Yeah, restart um, it. Restart it. Disregard that last call, guys. I'm sorry. Anyways, Cody, I agree with you about winning 11 games this year, bro. Uh, I feel like you can do it. I feel like we can do it as a team. We're going to dominate. Uh, but my question is also, uh, you think we're doing a lot of run option with Bryce this year like we did with Cam back in the day? And also, my other question is, do you think if we win 11 games, do you think Frank Wright is coach of the year? All right. Thanks, guys. Keep pounding. Uh, if we win 11 games, it's certainly possible. I mean, you certainly have to mention Frank uh, in the coach of the year. Uh, I really do think so. And uh, you mentioned the RPO offense. A lot of people, when they see Bryce Young, they do not see a quarterback that is built to run a legit RPO offense because most of the times that involves your quarterback being a running threat. Well, you know, I, I agree, but I disagree, right? I don't want to put our quarterback in the line of fire that much. However, he does have the athleticism that I do think that there are times when we need to make the defense fear that option. Well, you could do it like an Aaron Rodgers. You know what I'm saying? Like Aaron Rodgers earlier in his career could run for a first down on kind of a design trick. You know, not trick, you know, but the, the whole offense wasn't built around his legs. But he had the ability to run and take advantage of some Russell Wilson. The thing about that we saw from Bryce that was awesome in that preseason game is his knack. He doesn't have the happy feet. He doesn't. Do you remember last year when Mayfield came in there? And look, the offensive line didn't do any him any favors. 
in that spread out offense at the time. But as soon as there was pressure, head down, running all around, you know what I'm saying? Like, what do I do? What do I do? I feel like, man, is Bryce probably, we didn't even see him run once. Like, not even a few. You know, we've seen him. We saw him at camp, uh, CK, that first day where he evaded a defender, and he's still looking for the throw. It is, right. it's, I think, the mobility. It's not that he's he's incapable of it. I just think that his game kind of lean, you know, grab it, you know, leans another way. No, I agree. I, I, but here's the thing is I, I think that even when we think about um, the preseason game, I don't think that there was going to be an opportunity for him to run because I think that it was intended the way that they had this set up is it was supposed to be very quick reads, right? It was not intended to be like, hold on the ball for, you know, enough time for number one to pressure to get to you, but also, or, you know, you to get through all your progressions. His his uh, his ability to get through his progressions incredibly fast is actually incredible based on what we saw on Saturday. Like, I know that, you know, I'm saying don't overreact by this, but at, at the same time, like, that Thielen pass that he had, that was a, was that was awesome. his, like his third read. Yeah. And that was like not even that. Under like pressure. It was, under duress. It was under pressure. And, and, and so that was impressive to see that. That's um, his superpower, man. Right. And so... I, I don't think I, I I don't think RPO is out of the question. I just think and me and Sideshow, I think are on the same part of this. I think that sides I, I think that it's going to be more of a run pass option, but the run isn't the quarterback. It's going to be just the running back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Football. Exactly. Right, and him passing the ball. Um, it, which I guess you could consider play action, but I think the option is still there. And I think that's what we're talking about. Here. Aren't they that, trying to change the rules on that crap? Um, you can't do a handoff in front of the quarterback anymore or something like that? No, there was something that That's was like I know. trying to do something like, uh, I mean, yes, yes and no. There were some people who wanted to change it entirely, and they did make some tweaks to it, I think. But um, if if it, the difference, I think, is if it's a sh- – I can't remember exactly what it was. It was almost like if it was a shovel pass, it doesn't count as a pass. It's like yep, a technically right. a handoff or something like that. Um, which is going to impact people like you know Patrick Mahomes and things like that that do a lot of shovel passes and get their touchdowns and yards that way. Right. Uh, Let's. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. So yeah. as far as that, yeah, I'm, I, I think uh, Bryce Young, you know, is not going to be running a lot. I think it's just going to be him reading the field and uh, and making those quick reads like he did. I'm in favor time. of anything that our offense can do to keep the defense guessing. Yeah. And I do think that Bryce is a is far more athletic. Then we give him credit for, especially if you watch the Tubi documentary. I don't know if you got a chance to check that out. Uh, his uh, it's QB one on Tubi. They profiled his high school year at modern day high school out there in California. And his senior year, he became a dual threat quarterback. He was running by everyone. Now, granted that's in high school. I'm not saying that's the same, but uh, you know, I think because of his size, right. There's just that natural hesitancy not to want to put That's his you body don't build in harm's the, way. You don't build it around that, right? It's like it's just like, right. but if he sees open field, he needs to be able to take it, and he will. Yeah, and he'll be I, fine I, with that. Like it's just good. Will he learn how to slide? Will he do those things? Is so. I, I just don't think it's like there's some offenses where, like with Lamar or Cam, 
where like you could just do it every play and you would probably get seven yards. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's like, then you're just like, Hey, this is our like best Josh option. Allen type of player. It's yeah. It's and so, like but he, I think it's like Mahomes, Russell Wilson type esque. you know what I'm saying? I think he more mobile than drew Brees, Right. I mean, he's not a statue like Peyton, Eli or, um, or Brady was, but he can, you know, Daniel Jones ish in some ways. And it will like, I mean, Daniel Jones has got legs. He can run. Uh, dude, he's a runner. So yeah, he, anyway, he right, run. let's go. Let's go to the next call. The number's 252-228-5098. Smash the thumbs up button. You know what can be really cool is hit the share. You hit share. Put it on Facebook. Put it on Reddit. Put it on Twitter. Put it on wherever you talk Panther fans. Help people find the podcast. Subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. Wherever you listen to your podcast, you want the audio, get that. Go check out my shorts. Get in the calls. What's up, guys? It's Chase from Anderson. Uh, I'm going to give an ice up to uh, Chris Sims. His podcast about the uh, uh, QB uh, debuts on the preseason, he had what he called the wow-a-meter. He gave Bryce Young a two out of five that he was okay and needed to see more. But this fool is going to give Anthony Richardson a five out of five. The dude threw an interception. He said, "What? when he threw the interception, he was, he was, uh, he, he threw the ball really hard. It was so amazing you know, how hard he threw that ball into an interception. What a freaking joke. Why is Michael Jordan still on the, on the roster? No Federer should be on the hot seat just because of that alone. And his ball mass drafting he's been doing. And, and, and also, um, speaking of Anthony Richardson, this dude is going to end up on the same bubble as uh, Malik Willis and Trey Lance. Oh, you got to be able to play the quarterback position to play the quarterback position. And I was more, I was more concerned about the defense of this preseason game and the lack of the ability to stop anything and how easy uh, the the uh, Jets was able to move the ball with their backups against most of our ones missing only Brian Burns. That's very, very concerning to me. All right, look, first, I love the call. Um, uh, you know, great points, particularly about Michael Jordan. I heard the Chris Sims stuff when they spent, like, talk about, like, how wow meter, wow, whoa meter isn't, you know. Um, look, is – look, I would say that maybe Chris is was too hard on Bryce, right? But it is wow factor, right? But I think the, the wow factor where I would give Bryce uh, a wow a meter score of like four out of five, three and a half, is that like he looked, he didn't look like a rookie. No. You know, I mean, he was doing things that rookies don't do. And in, on the other hand, Anthony Richardson did what you project him to be able to do, and that is be physically insane. He looks like Cam Newton out there. I mean, he really looks like Cam Newton out there and that that interception he threw. Yeah, it was off. It was like a first pick, first play. But he threw like a 60 yard like in the bucket to this dude. And the guy just fell on the ground and dropped it. So like it would have been I thought he had a nice performance. I think Anthony Richardson is an intriguing quarterback. He's also an intriguing rapper right now. Yeah, yeah, I saw his, I saw his, uh, his clip. I, I will say Chris Sims is a guy that has been not, let's just say, not one of Bryce's biggest fans. 
for a long time. It he just did not repeated have his same his takes over and over. Like, yeah. and, and, and that's fine. He's sticking to his point. He said this is like he said, I saw him take big shots mm. and I was concerned. Greg, you're a little hot coming in a little loud. Oh, sorry. Like, um, am I too loud now? Just turn yeah. it Yeah. Still. Still a bit. How about that? Is that better? A little more. A little more. Okay. Um, well, I heard that call. And I wanted to say that while I don't think that uh, Anthony Richardson was a five out of five, if you're going to rate it on a scale of one to five. Right. Same. I think he certainly had a better first performance than Bryce Young did. I'm not saying Bryce Young. No. Listen. No, listen. Okay. He threw interception. Okay. Do you think Bryce is not going to throw interception this year? First of all. He didn't. Okay. Because Yeah. You know what else he didn't do? Throw for more than 30 yards. Get past the 50-yard line. That's what else he didn't do. I would much rather have a guy who had the game like I'm not saying I want Anthony Richardson over Bryce. All I'm saying is when you're looking at those two games, Anthony Richardson showed a lot more potential in that game than Bryce Young did. We saw Bryce Young kind of yards down the field twice. I think they both show what they are. Tony, I I wanted to say this. Anthony Richardson showed you what he was meant to be, right? Mm -hmm. That he might not be as ready as everyone else, but everyone knows he has the cannon for an arm. And they has that physical run around ability see him to run make that a guy play. Over? Yeah, when, I mean, dude, it it, like I, I'm, I'm going to be lying. Kaepernick. I, it, would, it would be lying if I said that I didn't see shades of Cam Newton when Anthony right. Richardson was playing, because I absolutely do. Um, however, Bryce showed that he also is everything that he was built to be, because even though he didn't have the yards, even though he didn't have the touchdowns, like CK said earlier, even with pressure in his face this man was moving down his reads he found adam thielen on his third read knew that he was going to get hit stood there put the ball right where it needed to be there were other times when there were pressure right in his face and the man never flinches the man has his eyes upfield looking at what's happening in front of him and i have no doubt that if we're able to protect this man He's going to be able to distribute the ball accordingly. So, hey, I don't even mind if you say that Anthony Richardson had a better performance. I, I wouldn't even, I, I wouldn't would, even. I don't argue even know we that. have to do better. Like, I would just say even, he had a good one. But what I'm saying one. is, is that I'm not disappointed with anything that Bryce okay. Young did, and it doesn't make me any more nervous about Bryce going forward and what he's let's, capable right, of doing. Let's do this. Before, yeah, you, before you respond, let's go to the barometer, and we'll start. We'll do one barometer before we take uh, the temperature. We'll do a little temperature check here, check the atmosphere. We were going to do it a little bit different order, but in response to this call, what is your outlook after week one and to this point and about Bryce Young? Has your outlook remained the same? Has it improved or has it gone down? We'll start with you, CK. Uh, it's remained the same. Okay. Uh, Greg. I'm the same. Yeah. Same? Yes, because I think that you Bryce went Young to camp has the and you saw him do things. You were like, oh, I need to see and, it. I feel like and, it's and got my, to inch up was, for you a little bit. No, my stance was that I believe after seeing him that I think he is a guy that can do it. I think he can if we can protect okay. him. So but you're in the yellow in this game. Yeah, we're still saying. All right, just keeping steady. Cody Lack. I am down. Down on, Bri- on Bryce. It's not Bryce. No, no, no. I thought Bryce. we were talking no, about only about Bryce. Only oh, about Bryce. you didn't make that. No. You didn't make that. Clear yeah, I did. Enough. You just won't listen. No, you didn't. Uh, okay. No, Bryce. No, Bryce. Uh, 
No, no. How about this? I'll, I'll go up because it confirmed what I know about him, and that <laughs> it, you know, in, in real game action, you know, every single step along the way, Bryce has looked better than what he was supposed to, and the fact that he gets on the field in live action, and he was able to take some big hits, bounce back up, yet still kept his eyes downfield, distributed the football well. Yeah, I'm. I have no problem. Saying that I'm I'm up on Bryce. Bryce, my to me the outlook is as good as it ever was. Now, that's not the whole team, but Bryce, yeah, I'm, my outlook is just fine on Bryce. Yeah. I said on Saturday somebody was going to do this, and I couldn't believe Cody's the one who's doing it. But <laughs> no, oh, I'm next. I'm next. You didn't watch my short then. I'm in the green. I'm full go right here. Pedal to the metal. Four reasons why my barometer, why the atmosphere. Pressure looks good for me and Bryce Young. Number one, ball placement. This guy was throwing the ball where it needed to be. Like, right? It's like if you think about some, even some of the missed throws, one was a miscommunication with Chenault. He didn't run the route correctly. He ran five yards. He ran too deep, needed to be to the sticks, right? There was one slight overthrow when it came to short, but there was a couple of moments, particularly there was a Thielen pass where one and two, this first shark pass that was for a first down where he threw it in a place where he threw it to his receiver, as one analyst said, just as much as he threw it away from the defender. So sometimes what NFL open is, is like getting the guy a little bit more open in the ball placement. So number one, we confirmed Hayden Hurst one, by the way, as well, by the way, that yeah. Hayden Hurst throw where he threw him like to, into his uh, break so that he was running to try to get that first down. I think that was, uh, uh, again, these are small victories, but that, that was impressive. Yeah, but we saw it, but this is what we saw it. Like maybe it's confirmation, but I saw it. So I said, this is look ball placement. Number one, number two, pocket presence. This guy was under duress. He didn't panic, right? He stuck in there, took some hits, did this, went like he didn't just run away. So he navigated a pocket, right? He did those things that we talk about that oh, that quarterbacks need to be able to do is movement. And, you know, it's kind of like this is sometimes you don't have to be a runner to move. You know what I'm saying? You can move in the pocket slightly and create more time. He had a good pro pocket presence. He did not panic and just immediately run when he felt pressure. Right. And that's a big deal. There's a difference between just being mobile and having finesse. Kyle Farnsworth used to be able to throw a hundred and three mile an hour fastball, but people would rock him all the time because there was no movement on that. Sometimes it's not just about sheer speed and things like this, but how to flow. Look, Tom Brady moved around the pocket. Think of Jameis Winston drill and him in those bags all the time. Pocket presence. Number three. He went decision-making. Decision-making, decision-making was positive. We saw him go through his first, his second, and his even third looks. His feet stayed right. His eyes, and this is under duress. He didn't throw a pick while those other two rookie quarterbacks did throw a pick. But he demonstrated good decision-making. And number four, toughness. We saw him get knocked down twice. Big hits. And he survived. And he smiled. So those four things right there, they don't mean he's a savior, but man, my outlook for Bryce Young is going up 
more can than I, it was last week. Can I tell you another thing that should get you super excited? There's so much that we Bryce Young can't capitalize on, which is his strength, and that is his intelligence, right? He cannot capitalize on his intelligence right now. Like audibleing and you can't do that. You can't sure. he's not able to he's not able to do a film study on the what the defense is going to be bringing to him. Like all the things we thought Luke was like incredible at, you know, you would think, you know, it, and that is like being able to read what the offense is doing and and all that. You would think that Bryce Young is going to have a similar trait in that with the way that he handles uh, you know, uh, seeing what a defense is is showing in their in their lineup, uh, you know, things like that, right? So I think we should only get excited by the prospect that he's going to be able to do that um, as the season goes on and there's more tape to review. I think Bryce Young is going to be um, one of these uh, players that is going to be able to take what he sees uh, and and use it against the defense on a regular occurrence. So can I ask real quick, Tony, so you're telling me like I can understand the bar not moving like me and CK are saying because like because of the reason I'm about to give. But you're telling me that after four passes, three six knockdowns, passes, six passes, he was six, four, four completions, six. yeah, for four twenty-one completions. yards, yeah. he moved the bar for you with yes. four completions for twenty-one. He yards. showed four you, distinct you, you, traits you said he has, that you said he has, I like you, to see. You said he has pocket presence. Of those six dropbacks, he got sacked twice, didn't he? One and was no, a blindside free rush. Hit. No one. I don't think he got sacked. Hit. I, I just I, I'm not like I said, I'm not trying to trash on the guy. I think that he is I just did not see in this game enough to make me go forward and be like, Yup, crown him. I it's not <laughs> about know? yeah, that's what I said. This is just is the temperature move what directions it moving. That's it. You're it, reading it into it, it too much. For me. That needle right there went towards the green for me. But more okay. it went more green okay. after last week than less green. For you it stayed the same. Here, you guys like me here. Why don't you all check out this? Can I show? Can I do a little self? Uh, I, some people don't even know. I just recycled that uh, from. Let me see. I want to show you guys. This is what I was. You talk about this. This is CK. Did you see this one about uh, the, yeah. Bryce Young? Here. I think so. Four great things about Bryce Young's preseason debut. First was ball placement. <laughs> Aside from one minor overthrow, Bryce Young put the ball where it needed to be. As one analyst noted, he threw the ball away from the defender just as much as he threw it to his wide receiver. Pocket presence. The offensive line was getting worked. Bryce Young didn't panic and moved elusively around a tight pocket. Decision making. Bryce Young got through his first, second, and third reads without an interception on the day. Toughness. Bryce took some big hits All in right. this game. But you guys, uh, I've been trying to work on diversifying the content. If you guys hadn't seen that TikTok yet, TikTok, YouTube short, it took me like three hours to make that CK. <laughs> Those are, that's the thing that sucks about content. Until you get a streamline going, like it's really like the video editing process takes just It wasn't that, time. it was just doing it. You know how many times I had to shoot that damn ping pong ball into that cup? And I did it so I didn't fake it either. I had my daughter film it because I wanted to do a YouTube video. I didn't want it to only be a short. I was going to double dip and make a longer form video that I uploaded. So I did things in the lay in the landscape form too. Right. And my daughter, I was like, Ding. I would say this. I was like, ball placement, ding, ball placement, ding, ball placement. Thing. And then I got ball placement. 
boop, make it go. Madeline goes, shit. Well, she didn't say shit. She said, I didn't record. So then, like, <laughs> all that. But we had two cameras anyway. I've been trying to uh, mess with that stuff some. That's why my uh, temperature has gone up for Bryce Young. Those four things was exciting to see. I understand, Greg. I'm not saying crown him. Right, what I'm just that. saying is those things, his performance may heartened me more than it disheartened yeah, me. Yeah, it's step by step. Was One it foot underwhelming? Was it whelming? We could think of this as the whelming segment. Well, and by the is way, it whelming, it's overwhelming, like, or underwhelming. It, again, that's why we opened today's discussion with the offensive line. Because it wasn't like Bryce was the problem. Bryce did what he needed to do, but the Panthers failed to protect him. And it's so disappointing okay. when your starting left tackle is, you know, p- giving up those kind of performances. Again, I'm gonna wait before I freak out on, on Icky. I think he can return to form, but you know, it's just. I'm yeah, not gonna. Okay. Yeah, I'm not gonna freak out. The concern, actually, we'll talk about that. And we'll talk about that next. We're gonna continue with our outlook. Our we need to figure out, is this going to be a barometric pressure segment or this is yeah. it the whelming? I like the whelming segment. Are you whelmed? Nah, overwhelmed? it doesn't roll off the tongue. Okay. Right. We're gonna fig- really outlook. Is. We just got to figure out this. I just want to know what your outlook has Looking it changed. Outlook. Yeah. Um, here's Anthony from Charlotte. What's up, C3? It's Anthony from Charlotte here on a Tuesday. Hope y'all boys are having a good day. I uh, just wanted to call in and get my full thoughts on the game that I went to Saturday. Obviously, we lost 27-0. to uh, You guys know I left after the third quarter ended just because it was getting boring, and I wasn't really about to sit there and watch Matt Corral throw a bunch of check down passes. But, yeah, man, listen, the two things to take away from this game, though, is that Bryce Young looks like looked like Bryce Young. And you got, hopefully we'll see more when uh, the offensive line actually remembers that they were actually a top 15 offensive line last year. I don't know why they just stopped playing like that. There's been a lot of talk on Twitter, fans. I mean, I'm going to stand on this hill. If Ike Aquanu keeps struggling, I think we should move him into left guard and play Brady at left tackle. But, hey, that's just me. If they don't want to do that, that's fine. Um, defense played solid for the most part. Uh, the first possession, though, it was a little weird. I didn't mention this, but I went back and watched the game. It just seemed like Michael Carter was picking up, like, five to six yards of carry, even with our first unit in, which is still kind of scary. I mean, I don't know. I just don't know why we can't stop the run. Um, I know Burns and Houston were out, but Burns has never really been great at stopping the run anyways. So, um, yeah, there's that. Mari Barno, DJ Johnson played all, played all right. I mean, there wasn't that much to talk about in terms of spotlight, to be honest. But I will mention the receivers were very disappointing. I know they ran vanilla plays, but – I'm starting to think that DJ Chark is just like three overalls above like a Robbie Anderson, just a guy that can make better contested catches. He's kind of like a one-trick pony. I better not see him run another corner out. Holy crap. Bryce anticipated the pass and threw it right when, assuming that DJ um, Chanel would finish, like just finish his break, dude was still at the top of his break. So there's that to watch out for. Um, I mean, I've been telling you guys, I don't think Adam Thielen is a big contributor. I mean, I, I only think he's going to be able to make possession catches. He's not going to be able to run down the field or burn anyone or hit past anyone. He's just going to make these short little grabs. So it's kind of concerning to me, man. The more and more I watch, I've been saying, especially to Cody Lashley, like, 
you can't expect this team to have that much success if you're just asking Bryce to play hero ball every game, especially if the offensive line can't even hold up for him. So it's really scary. I mean, give me your thoughts on all that. I'm just really – my only hope oh, yeah, right now is Bryce point. Young in the defense. So Anthony from Charlotte, keep motherfucking pounding. So I kind of feel about what Anthony was saying like I do about what Greg was saying. Like, I feel like Greg, you know, and I, I, I get what you're saying, Greg. It wasn't like some crowning performance for Bryce Young, right? But at the same time, I saw a step in the right direction. It's so easy to come down on this receiving core when your quarterback is getting blown up, your offensive line is being torn to absolute shit, and you just don't have enough time. Like, there were a couple plays where there were wide receivers that were open. They did their job. They won their routes. And Bryce just could not get them the football. So, again, like, I feel well, like. There's only and, two times that that happened. Right, but I, I mean, I there's like only there was, two times. And one was Chenault running the wrong route. It should have been a catch. And the other one was it just didn't work. It was kind of a long, a higher percent, a lower percentage throw. But it was like a cool read. It was like what you want to do instead of just checking it down. He's pushing the ball down the field. I right. disagree with Anthony on the DJ Shark, man. My hot take for this, DJ Shark about to be a number one wide receiver. Chark, I, I Chark, so. like is I think 10 plus touchdowns. That's my hot take for yeah, DJ. And, I don't think know, he is a one-trick pony. I think he's a complete package. And by the way, he mentioned Adam Thielen. Like Adam Thielen's never going to be the burner. He's going to be the guy that you forget about on the field, but he's going to be open all the time. He made a good and catch. Gonna, and, and he's going to be that reliable slot corner that the Panthers really need. So, I, I mean, I'm fine with the receiving core. All of my ire, all of my uh, my anxiety is all directed toward this offensive line. I, I really do believe that our, our wide receivers are more than talented enough and Bryce Young is more than talented enough to make magic in this offense. But it doesn't work if we don't have protection. The the scary thing about that is the offensive line was so bad that I wa- I hope it didn't distract us from other things that are actual, we- you know, things that we could be critical, right? I think there's other things we could be critical on this team. Anthony brought it up as they struggled against the run in the beginning or a lot. You know, they started to get, I think, in the second quarter, you know, but they were moving the ball on them and they were really doing a lot of dump passes and handoffs and, and, and getting it done. I saw JC Horn miss a tackle. Not that like is like, I mean, look again, we nitpick every week. If we nitpick Bryce Young throwing deep and for about six inches, we could pick. Look, Frankie Louvu had a great game. He's one of my favorite, but I think he's the one of the best players on this team. But he misread. I think he had a blown assignment on one of those. Uh, dump passes to the uh, in the flat to a running back that went for a first down. So it's like there were other mistakes. It's just man, the 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 offensive line was just so hideous that he almost it distracted. You know, it's like man, if you're the ugly person and then somebody super ugly walks in, you're like, thank God, I'm the second ugliest person in this room, right? This is how I wonder about that. So, Cody, as we continue into this, let's talk about our outlook. What has changed? This is our way of just revisiting that game without doing an overview of it. But if you look now, has your 
We'll start with the team in general. Overall, has your outlook after Sunday changed? Has it stayed straight tr true? Has it got improved or has it declined? No, I have to be honest and say that it's declined. And, and that's just being truthful. I mean, this offensive line, I, I'm no longer... Okay, people have said that I've been too optimistic and that I'm failing to be realistic enough about a brand new coaching staff, so many new pieces on the offense, an entirely new quarterback, receiving core. There's so much new. People said that I was being too optimistic in my predictions and what they're capable of doing. Well, I feel like that actually that actually is a little bit true, but it's all about that offensive line. I, I'm, I'm no longer going to have this, you know, chip, chip, cheerio mindset that whoever we're going to plug and play next to, or, you know, instead of Austin Corbett to start the season, that they're actually going to be able to do that job correctly. I know. I, 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 I'm it's... not going, I'm not just going to assume that they can do that until someone proves it because Panther fans, once again, it's prove it season. We're, we're not giving anyone no flowers that they didn't earn themselves. At least I'm not. And right it now, I do not season see. last season. Yeah, but every season from here on out is prove it season because we haven't done shit. We haven't been to the playoffs since 2017. Another reason why my outlook is a little bit down, uh, you know, just on the team entirely, is because, man, we still gave up 130 yards of like rushing yard. yards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and it has been our Achilles heel for a long time, even when we had a 4-3 defense, which is supposed to be better against the run, right. we've had a hard time stopping the run. Now that we're moving to a 3-4, yeah, it, really yeah, it really just uh, it, it makes you feel like a lot of moving pieces are going to have to be sorted out early in the season, and it might not be pretty unless we're able to figure something out relatively soon. CK, your outlook for the team, how has it changed since uh, before Saturday? Um, or since Saturday? I, I'll tell you, my stock on the team went down, right? Um, the strength we thought was a strength, turns out, was a potential weakness. Um, that's not a great thing to have happen, uh, especially against backup. Um, I don't, again, I know we talked about this ad nauseum. I'm not going to rehash this, but. Um, I just didn't see anything that made me feel as though this team was going, was, was better than it was last year. And that's disappointing. Um, and, and also, by the way, the people saying the bills lost us 21 to zero, that situation is so lopsided. Like we're talking about our starters against their second teamers and we still didn't score a point. Um, not our their their second teamers against our starters and we beat them 21 to 0 right yeah. like that's not the scenario that we're dealing with here um so you can't even accurately compare the two and say that we shouldn't panic um i'm i'm not to the point where i'm panicking but i think it's it's one of these things where i think our leash for what the success level of this team is going to be is going to be a lot shorter because of what we saw on saturday i'll put it like that Greg, how has their outlook changed or has it changed uh, since 
since what you've seen since Saturday? I think the best way to describe it is how you said it earlier is concern. Um, the same way that I'm not going to book like move my needle forward based on a couple of little things in one game, the first game of preseason, I'm not going to move the needle backwards either. Um, I saw some things looking up the score 27, nothing sucks. You know, I can, I can throw everything on this stat line down about just about every player on this team, defense and offense. And you're going to be like, wow, we suck. Um, but once again, first game preseason, it's not enough for me to move the needle forward or backward. I need to see more. I need to see this. This is still not real football. Like, I still don't believe players even play on this level. <sighs> well, see, this, then, this do, the then that game. just irritates me because then nothing we see that was good matters either. Uh, well, but if, if there's a lot of like substantial stuff, it's fantastic. Then, yeah, it does. It, it, it does matter a little bit. Like if Bryce Young would have come out there in three drives and thrown for 100 and, you know, 100 yards and possibly scored a touchdown or gotten past the 50 yard line. Then I just, that, but that then we would have been like, oh, that, it's preseason. It didn't but that matter. may have been enough for me to on. at least to move the needle forward and say, okay, okay, I see it a little different. But stay in the needle the same is fine with me. Um, mine's a complicated answer, of course. Not what? super complicated. Not super complicated. Is um, it, it's like a two timelines. Is since if you would have asked me uh, from Friday or from like from the game time to now the needle's gone down. Right. Sure. Like, like Cody said, um, also, but I would say the needle has stayed the same. If you go back and you try to think, I try to think about where we were before camp, right. Is like, I felt like this is what I would call Sunday. I think maybe I know, look, we're trying to find a silver line and sure we can, I can, Uh, Try to sell any, you know, I could try to sugarcoat anything, put lipstick on a pig, and maybe that's what I'm trying to do. But, you know, if there's a time to get your ass whooped, it's the first game of the preseason. Like, Mm -hmm. does that kind of take some of the hype out of that? They were buying into it, the star power. Look, the hype has been palpable, right, around Carolina. Is that we have there is hype, maybe not hype, but excitement on a different level. And so what I would say is that I've kind of succumbed to those sirens of of hope. And I just felt like Sunday was a really sobering, realistic look is because I thought that we're going to kind of be a eight, nine win team and anything above eight or nine wins is a great season for me. If we're below seven wins, I'm going to be disappointed. To this, it was like, oh, reminder. Like, it's not all roses. Reminder. Don't like what, like, we almost, I had been wooed by the sirens of optimism. Well, I'm hoping. This this made me feel like this. How about this, Cody? Let's go this. Is I wasn't as mad as some people on Saturday. I don't know if it was busy because we're podcasting, we're talking about it, but I was like, huh, this is like, I'm familiar with this feeling as a Panther fan. I'm I'm right at home. It's a, it's a familiar feeling, but also what I'm hoping is that it was the wake up call for the Panther. Right, right. That's what I think is for them. Maybe they were listening to that. Frank Reich's listening to that. David Tepper's listening to that. 
Yeah, we see this meeting that the offensive linemen have, and I feel like they are doing what they should be doing. They're telling the media, hey, nothing to see here. We're going to get this fixed. Everything's going to be fine. It's just preseason. And something else that we haven't really mentioned yet, uh, Frank Reich has come out and pretty much said verbatim that they wanted to be so vanilla that they don't want any team to be able to get any kind of glimpse I hate this at, answer. At, at, at what we're going to do offensively. And the reason for that is because we're playing division rivals week one and week two. We open up with Atlanta, and then we have Saints at home to open up our home opener at uh, Monday Night Football. So I hate this excuse. Yeah, me too. I don't this love is, it either. But this is an excuse time, for is, that the coaching wasn't a problem. This is me saying that I don't care how they decide to do it, but they know that they need to look better. If they do play the starters this Friday, which I'm assuming that they're going to, I kind of don't hope that they do. Like I said, if I was the coach, I would never play the starters in preseason. I, I really would never do it. Um, I don't know. Is it, man, that, that's a good question. But here, the, the reason I hate this answer from Frank Reich, this is like kind of the first mistakes this week that Frank has made in my eyes. Like I, he's been a, darling of me like the apple of my eye for six months now once he was like this he kept saying elite and this and that i was like oh god all i could think i got ptsd from matt rule saying that word and he was like we had a great practice but here's the problem he just needed to say this is like it's not that we're trying to hide shit from our opponents we don't i don't even want them to scheme better i'm just upset that we look that bad and I don't want them to scheme. I'm just like, this is like, I think he kind of said it right after the excuse. And that is like, this is a time we evaluate people individually. So schematically, we're not trying to do that. We're trying to let this guard deal with this defensive tackle and see how he handles it. Instead, it was just like this, like we're trying to hide shit from our foes. I don't want you to scheme. I'm just pissed that we aren't individually and better like i mean the fact that the jets won seven games last year yes they have incredible defense and they got this whatever but like they're in the first week of the preseason too and they're sitting there looking like they're whooping our asses like i was just i just got beat up like i don't care like you know imagine if you got beat up by a guy who was your physical superior and like he should beat you up right so like you losing the fight isn't the problem. You're still mad and embarrassed. You didn't put up a better show. And I would be I'm still mad. I didn't get a better lick in or something. I'm talking about this. It's not about what the coaches could have done. It's just like, man, why, why the hell do our guards look like such wuss? Why does Michael Jordan look so f- bad? <laughs> so bad. <laughs> okay. Uh, next let's go to, I had it. Written there, are, there are a couple things that confuse me in life. You know, what women are thinking, quantum physics is pretty confusing. Yeah, that's it's wild. But nothing is more confusing than Michael Jordan and Cam Irving <laughs> still being employed by the Carolina Panthers through multiple coaching staffs now, more than one. That, that just nothing about that makes even the slightest bit of sense to me. 
I would take Byron Bell today off the couch over Michael Jordan. Oh, yeah. Dude, I would take Matt Khalil. Well, no, we need a guard. Mike Rimmers. I'd take Mike Rimmers. Norwell was good here. I would take so. Mike Rimmers was a tackle. Yeah, but then he went and played guard in Minnesota. Matt Khalil, I don't want Matt Khalil on that. I figure like he's just a white. I don't Michael want any Jordan. of these assholes anywhere, Tony. He's a, Matt Khalil's the white Michael Jordan. I'm ready for us to paid. have a damn good offensive line that we don't have to worry about. And I'm gonna be real, man. People can get mad at me all you want, but I do not love how thoroughly Kevin Kwanu got his ass whooped at left tackle. Okay. And, well, let's talk about we, this: is we, outlook. Do your outlook about the offensive line as well. Your outlook, how has it changed since we last talked on, say, last from last Tuesday to this Tuesday? How has your outlook changed about this offense? Do a double dip, offense and the offensive line. I mean, the offensive line is down. Like I said earlier, uh, you know, it, it's time to put up or shut up. If you're going to be on this team, you need to, uh, dude, you need to protect our quarterback. And again, knowing that Michael Jordan was the guy that got Joe Burrow's ACL torn. Yeah, that's real. You can look that up if you didn't know it. He was the one that got destroyed, that got Joe Burrow hurt. And yet this man, like, uh, could you imagine? And by the way, this is why I say never play your your starters in preseason. Have three games to employ your depth rather than put your players in harm's way. Literally imagine... If Bryce had gotten hurt on that play, not only would all the Bryce Young naysayers come out in a vengeance, oh, I told you he was too small, he's not big enough, he's not sturdy enough, but now your entire season is over before it even starts. For a game that doesn't mean anything, for a game where the coaches, according to their words, don't really put much weight into winning and losing, and your quarterback is out? Come on, man. That's dumb as hell to me. Uh, I just, I mean, I'm going to be real. I, you know, I wanted to see Bryce. I, I wanted to see Jonathan Mango. What? But I do not want to see our starters anymore uh, in the preseason. And, I, I, you know, I don't think that uh, football, when you're winning the division, you don't win the division in the month of, of September, CK. Right. You win it in November and December. So I would rather start the season a little bit rusty. And I know it's a division opponent, and yeah, that changes things. But I would rather start out a little bit rusty and finish strong than cripple your season before it even starts on some bullshit injuries in the preseason. I like how we handled it, CK. Like, I mean, I like going out there and playing. I don't like when they just do one series. That one is like I like to go out there, get a, see if you can get a little rhythm, see how you can deal with a couple of things. Look, if we're that fragile and you're going to get hurt, you know that's the whatever is. Uh, so, CK, your outlook on the offense and the offensive line? Um, I, I think it's got to take a dip. I mean, there's, um, there's, n- I, I can't say there's no excuse for the performance. I mean, there's, there's certainly the ability to create an excuse for what we saw. Um, but we just didn't see enough. I think what we saw out of Bryce is enough to allow you to be a bit optimistic, but not enough to say that he, it it was, it's a clear indication that he was the right guy, right? 
You just can't say that yet. I, I don't think you can say that about I'm any heartened, of these guys. Dude, I'm heartened. Like, right. I'm like this. I'm on Bryce train. I was sure. already on it just by default, but now I'm starting to see things that I'm like, ooh, I like I see what they were talking about. I see what they were talking about. Yeah, I mean, well, and that's that's the thing is when you go back and you watch it and you see him like you can almost see him just speeding through the game. Like the game didn't feel like it was too fast. Too fast, the, which yeah, it's what, always for rookies. Right. And and so that part I think is is what if you want to be somebody who looks at the glass half full, that's something that you can look at. And be a bit, you know, heartened by, as as uh, Tony would say. Um, but I mean, it's just when you put up a goose egg, you can't. Uh, you you can put your blinders on, and that's fine. And if you want to be that person, I am fully in support of that because I want to be that person too. But coming from the 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 history that we've had, the the giving this team the benefit of the doubt, um, it's now gone from optimism to you've got to prove it to me right now. Yeah, you've got to really, yeah. now you've got to prove to me that this is, this is a real thing. Um, and it's not just going to, we're not going to give you five games to figure it out. You've got to, you've got to show us that you have some progress early and often uh, for us to be able to jump back on this bandwagon. Um, I'm not, I'm not saying Bryce is a bust. I'm not saying that this offense is going to be garbage. I'm just saying that they lost a little bit of the benefit of the doubt by the performance that we saw on Saturday. True. Yeah. I'm going to, um, I'll say this is that my, my, I think my offense overall may have it, it maintained if it did, it may have like, um, gone up for a hair dip for a second and then maintained where I believe if you think of it like an RPM thing, uh, the offensive look, the dip all centers around just how atrocious the offensive line was. Like, that's just so damn scary. You realize that an offense can't be good if an offensive line is just made up of a bunch of Michael Jordans and Matt Khalil's and whatever else these bums, you know, like if it's made up of bums, it doesn't matter how good your quarterback is. It doesn't matter how fast your wide receivers are. It's just not going to work. So that was so disconcerting. That's what brings the needle down for the offense. But again, Bryce is moving in a positive direction for me. I think the receiving group uh, is is about as talented as we've seen and and as far as a back as I can remember in so many ways doing this podcast. And there's a, like I think Thielen is better than people give him credit for. I think Shark is potentially a shark. Chark. Is it Chark or Shark? A uh, Chark. Chark. Chark Chark is better than I ever anticipated. So, like, I'm all on the DJ Chark train. I think the idea that you have Mingo back there and you have some other guy, like, then we have Miles Sanders and we got a better wide tight end. That we have. So, for me, the overall offense has either stayed the same or improved a little bit based on Bryce. It's gone down based on the offensive line. Now, when we go to the defense, Overall, I would say my overall outlook has slightly improved, but it was in the kind of leaning red before Saturday and not leaning red because I didn't believe in our coaches or even sure. some of the players. But one, I was so many questions that I just so many unknowns that I was disconcerted with. First is the scheme switch. 
How's it going to work? What's it going to look like? How how are players going to adjust? The ones that hadn't played in it before. Do we have the right talent for it? Is it going to take time to get talent to make it really what it's supposed to be? Can it stop the run? Then you go, oh, well, the defensive line is, do we got enough around Brian Burns and Terry Brown? Then you got injuries in the secondary and all of this. I think I saw enough flashes from some talented players, particularly Frankie Louvu, Derek Brown, Dante Jackson making a play. Um, other guys, Jeremy Chen even made a good play. I meant not um, CJ Henderson. Yeah. I would say I was, I was heartened by the defensive. Just, it was just this, it's like, oh man, these guys can do it, but they didn't stop the run well in the beginning. So it's not like it was really a big jump. It was just like, it was already like, it was just nervous about it, but I'm like, man, maybe Frankie Louvu Shaq and this other Dion, Dion Jones can maybe do this. Maybe this could work. So, I think I, I think that I think that it can work. Uh, again, I like what Frankie Louvu did. For the time that our starting defense was out there, I thought they could have done a little better on third downs. But for the most part, you see what they're building. You see that they're fast. You see that they're aggressive. And uh, not having Brian Burns out there on the field, I'm sure, is another thing that uh, you know that's just another big time player that they're not having to account for. So again, like Pat Coltrane said, it's just camp. It's still early. Let's all pump the brakes. We have our rights to feel how we feel. You know, we, this is a work in progress, but this is the time where you do work. And, I, you know, I'm going to not jump off the cliff and freak out. Come on, you Lord, going to be like, hey, man, we are, we're building. And I think that the coaches, regardless of what they say on the podium, they know that we have problems on the O-line right now. They gave Chandler Zavala damn near all the starting snaps at right guard. They're looking to see what they have. So take a deep breath. Hey, remember, uh, us over here at C3 Panthers Podcast, we are your therapy session. We t- Man, I feel like we should take Blue Cross Blue Shield at this point. Uh, dude, we really should. Hey, you don't need better help. Just come to the C3 Panthers yeah. podcast. Yeah. Do you know better help yeah. is, oh, They will never, the better help will never be our sponsor because we'll be yeah, like, no. better help. Just yeah, come to the C3 Panthers podcast. They're, yeah, they're taking all of our, uh, all of our customers away from us. So, yeah. hey, stick Just, it out here with us. And uh, you want to do some more calls, Tony? Don't panic. Don't panic. Don't panic. Don't panic. Don't panic. Don't panic, guys. Yeah, let's go to the next. Oh. Hey guys, it's the girl that makes them howl. That too loud? Joey the Blind nope. Panthers. As somebody Do who way. went to this preseason game, as somebody who witnessed this 27 nothing beatdown, perfect. That's better. I want to take you back to last year's preseason. Our preseason home opener, not. Ah, uh, tell me what happened, man. Uh, he he backed out. Ah, uh, he does this all the time. I know it's every time he goes to get up, he uh he does that. Um, uh, he didn't mute his uh his. I know, I know, but I, or his uh audio though. I don't know. Maybe we should uh call in a wellness check on him. Maybe so. It's only been a minute, but maybe we should. 
Hey, uh, what, do you, what do we think, chat? Do we ice up Tony here or what? <laughs> so, I think he got to. Uh, well, uh, I guess, Cody, I, I always do the uh, the mock uh, cat calls, so I'll let you do take it away here. You don't know who the fuck it is. Booyaka, booyaka, booyaka. I just want to let you know you all make me fucking sick. Bryce Young is going to be the Super Bowl MVP. The league MVP. Most passing touchdowns by a quarterback in a season ever. Highest QBR ever. Highest amount of yards ever for Bryce the Truth Young. Budaka, Budaka, Budaka. Gregory, I'm coming for that ass. I'm going to beat you in fantasy. This is G Baby over and out. I think that's about something like how we go, right? Yeah, I think that's exactly what you would expect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's oh, about yeah. how we go. But, um, yeah, we're going to be uh, putting out some more shirts for people, man. We know that Pickle needs a shirt. We got some more people that need shirts, man. We're going to put them out here soon. But, um, all Cody needs is a 40 to make that impression more real. Yeah, I mean, I could use the 40 right about now. I'm not going to lie. Give me some old English. Give me an OE. Sip on some drink while I'm doing the show. Nah, man, but... Yeah, man. I don't know. I'm Overall, like I said, I'm trying not to freak out, CK. Yeah. I'm trying not to, you know, let this, you know, tank my vision of the team. I want to see more now. I'm not willing to sure. just keep praise on the offensive line now, but I don't know. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to see how, how it goes, man. I just, it's, it's proven season. You get again, man. I'm ready for them to step up and actually, um, you know, show what they're capable of, man. And not just be hype. Like I want us to believe in the O line and believe in them for a reason. Right. No. And that's, uh, that's kind of the uh, the approach that we have. And Tony has made his way back. Uh, your cat call ended in the middle of Tony. That. You yeah. never play the cat call as soon as you leave. What the fuck happened? I don't know. I, was you in the never played call, and it ended. Did you not hear it at all? It no, we started, started, but as soon as you walked away, hold on. Tell me if hey, this guys. look. This is yeah. supposed to just we go on the train. Mute, I get on the train. Yeah, it's muted. Nope. It muted the whole thing. Yeah, I'm showing off to him, but I'm talking shit, and they're like. Fuck. And they're just taking it. They're just like, you know, brushing it off because it's practice. Ice up, Tony. And what do the Bills do? They're in the playoffs. They're, you know, I mean, they How do real now? good. Nope. No, don't hear it. No, he okay. didn't hear it? Nope. So all this, all that I tell you goes to me, preseason doesn't mean anything. It's important for the players and coaches to see who they want to keep, who they want to get rid of. But it's not important. You've got, and especially week one of preseason. It's just, I mean, we got we got two more weeks of training camp, two more preseason games, and and then we got two weeks of rest. And it, it's just, it's just extremely too early to panic. It's extremely premature, and I get it. We're Panthers fans. 
we are easily traumatized. Our our parental traumatic stress disorder is very real. Oh man! But P- not P- time to panic, Panther. guys. It isn't. It's PTSD. That's our next shirt. Thank you, Joey. Frank Reich, honestly, is a player coach. Is he going to exert his players and show too much of his hand anyway in preseason when it's 94 fucking degrees outside and feels like 150? No, he's not. It's not like Matt Rule and Ron Rivera where they would do that. I mean, it's just that we're not dealing with those kind of coaching staff. Anyway, guys... You got it. There was absolutely nobody at that game. No one gave a shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. I mean, listen, he makes a good point. We brought that up earlier. Don't what? I'm gonna do what everyone thinks I'm gonna do. Uh, the uh, <laughs> out. The, you know, the Buffalo Bills they did get uh beat 21 to nothing in a preseason game against us, and then they were able to be one of the better teams in the AFC. So, again, it's early, it's just count, but uh, hey, shout out to that Bears fan we got in the chat, bro. Uh, Y'all are gonna look dumb as hell for uh, passing up on Bryce Young. So, oh man, enjoy that's DJ nice Moore. Man. Yeah, first play, DJ Moore takes it to the house. Yeah, you know, oh. it's not like it was a great pass from Justin, just a little bubble screen. But yeah, DJ um, Moore doing DJ Moore right. things, man. Here, here's a Paisan for you. Paisan, how you doing? What's up, muscles? Hopefully the audio is not fucked up this time. No, <clears throat> uh, yeah, too many people uh, at the gym. screaming at the clouds, throwing in a towel. After one little preseason game, you got to remember, Jets had like a head start on us. They started a week early. It's not a big deal. It's preseason. It's glorified fucking practice. Stop crying. We'll figure it out. All right? Forget about it. You ever heard that term, forget about it? Now you did. One bright spot I want to point out. Amar Barno. That bro, he locked up a lo- he he locked oh. up a fucking roster spot. I agree. That dude was a fucking animal, and I can't wait to see him unleashed. Anyway, Paisans, good show. Talk to you later. Great show. Other than Tony just blundering, lips not matching me in the beginning. How is this? I'm just. It's just supposed to mute my mic only. Man. Uh, well, next- now you know. Yeah. Well, now I know. Dude, baseball Billy said, Am I the yeah, only Tony, one uh, to rule out in Nebraska? <laughs> yeah, Billy. Yes, you're yes. the only one, bro. The literal only one. In fact, That's I commend you for I commend you for being brave enough to admit that out loud. And now we're putting you uh are really putting you on blast in the spotlight, bro. Are but, the sound bites still working? The drops yeah, still that working? Works. Okay. All right, next call. I hope that coin huskers lose Welcome every back. game. Welcome. I hope they, you know what is, I, I believe there's going to be an existential crisis in academia on the horizon right now is that if Matt rules at Nebraska, it could be, that could be like patient zero of <laughs> colleges that just implode. Uh, let's go to the next call. I'm back. Welcome back. Welcome back. And then, um, it has to be better, bro. It's just, that's, that's 
That's it. Icky has to be better, and he has to be better, bro. He can't be giving up sacks in the first play of the game. He can't be doing all that. Icky, Cody, C. Dizzle, Cole Dizzle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that. Yeah, he has to be better as a fucking left tackle. He can't be that bad. He can't be that bad. I meant ground zero, not patient zero. Is that Nebraska, the collapse of Nebraska <laughs> under Matt Rule could be ground zero for higher academia? Icky, got to be better against the – how about this? Is are should we – are you staying calm or are you – freaking out, man. Are you freaking out, man? Because I had so much fun getting these sound drops for today's show. Got back at the Super Troopers – got two adventures in babysitting see you later cody ck because you're scared of old 1980s and 90s movies <laughs> icky gotta get better against the speed rush it's not a matter of it's it's just this is can't is this gonna be an achilles heel for him? is this gonna be a weakness in his game or is this something that he's just gonna get better at you know, and that's the question that, look, we could talk about it until we're blue in the face, but we're just going to have to see over time how he can. T- Here, another good matchup this week, uh, Thibodeau, right? Came if he Thibodeau. plays. If, if he, he plays, plays, I don't know if he's playing. But, uh, hey, listen, I'm going to give Icky the benefit of the doubt that he is able to make up for his uh, perceived early deficiencies. But if this problem continues, y'all already know that I have my idea of what the answer is. I'm not even going to say it because it's not that time yet. But if y'all have listened to me before, y'all already know what I believe that answer to be. But we'll see, man. Still got some time to see how things pan out for uh, Icky Aquanu at left tackle. All I'm going right, to stay believing. I'm going to stay believing. Growl, growl calling back because I screwed him over. Hey, guys. It's the growl that makes him howl, a.k.a. Joey the Blind Panther again. Now, I want to ask you something. After this game, do you think the coaches, not you guys, because I think Bryce Young showed what he needed to show, and I know you guys do too, but do you think the coaches are entertaining the idea of Andy Dalton starting week one. Not at all. No. And do you think he's going to play next week, Andy Dalton? Because if they're playing Bryce Young in preseason and Matt Corral, they're not giving Andy Dalton any time in preseason. Okay, Frank Wright being a very player's coach, what do you think he's doing? Don't you think he's probably thinking that Andy Dalton's going to be a starter and he's going to sit Bryce Young behind? Week one, I know y'all don't want to hear that. I know if y'all knew where I lived, y'all shoot the hell out of me. But I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying you should or shouldn't do that. Well, I mean, I, I lean on the side. I don't think he should. But if our offensive line is going to be, you know, this sketchy to put it mildly, Let's just get that old man. Do you think killed. he starts Andy Dalton? Do you think he waits for Bryce Young? Anyway, guys. Yeah, not a chance, right? Yeah. I mean, no Andy, Dalton, Andy Dalton has played in this league since, what, 2012? 
Like how many? How much more of a preseason does this man need? I, uh, but haven't they already paid Bryce? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you already paid he's him. Saying like, this is he saying? Do you protect Bryce? If the offensive line is this bad, just throw Andy Dalton like, the wolves. Yeah, like and just like, hey man, um, we saw enough on four passes <laughs> to be like okay yeah. for the eternity. My buddy came to my today was the convocation. It was like the day the get back together party for our college. And uh, one of my buddies that I've, I grew up with, well, went to college with, he, we both work at the same place. And rarely, we work in the same building, but we never, or different floors, we never even, but he was on my floor today. He's like, yo, what's up, Tony? Blah, blah, blah. We're talking, we always talk. He is a, he's from Ohio, and he has been a lifelong Reds fan, Bengals fan. He got so frustrated with the Bengals under Andy Dalton, he actually renounced his fandom. And he got so mad because he was like, dude, he spent his whole life. He's like two years older, but he's like 40 years of his life. Rude. And he got so he's like, I'm not even going to cheer for these motherfuckers no more. And then they got good. And he tried to hold us. So I was like, are you back? He's like, yeah, I'm back. <laughs> right. <laughs> so um, I said, uh, he said, at least we ain't got Andy. He was talking shit about Andy Dalton. And I, was, I was like, you know, he's on the Panthers now. He's like, man, I didn't even know where that guy was at. He goes, I hate that dude. Like with the most <laughs> sincere, like he's the nicest dude. He's like a hippie dude. Nice. Never mean to anybody. And he didn't even, he's just like, I hate that guy. And it was just like, I believe you. <laughs> you really, he <laughs> hates Andy Dalton, dude. He fucking hates him. I think that's funny. Uh, the number is 252-228-5098. Welcome back, CK. Uh, I think my internet went out, but it's back. Oh, internet back. Oh, I'm getting fiber Friday. Oh, nice. Uh, man, oh, man, oh, man. So it's JJ calling in, and I just want to make this shit clear. Uh, well, before the season starts, um, Cody knows I'm not high on the receivers. I've already made it clear the last time I called when Greg was comparing Bryce to Jamarcus, um, that this team around Bryce Young isn't as loaded as everyone wants to make it out to be. I keep hearing people say this is the best receiving quarter we might have ever had. And Not I remember ever, like a month or two ago, we had a pod, y'all had a podcast saying there's only three wide receivers worth mentioning. Who's the fourth best in Carolina history? But that really don't even mean shit for a, in my opinion. And then, like, yeah, Hayden Hurst is an upgrade. Hayden Hurst is still... Over the place. That's Kevin's guy. I'm not going to shit on him because I think he might have a career year. But let's not act like Hayden Hurst is a loaded bag of chips or anything, you know? Like, he, he might be... He might be... I don't know. And then, like, you know, now Myers is injured. And this O-line, I, I said all, all season, really... How are we going to survive the Christensen and Corbett injuries? And if Icky would have a sophomore storm, and you know, I have full faith in Icky getting better, but you know, these are actual issues that we have to account for, especially when Frank Wright has always been slow or had his moments as a coach, and Bryce Young is transitioning to the NFL. Like, he's still a kid. I don't expect him to just know how to win games off the rip and go crazy. You know, he's a rookie. Uh, I, I definitely think, though, we'll be able to, like, look at when we watch the games, we're going to be sitting there saying Bryce Young was out there making chicken salad with chicken shit, as Tony usually says. So we'll be able to paint the picture with our eyes, but 
I mean, like, I, I definitely think those are going to be the issues that kill this team. So, yeah, tell me what y'all feel about that. I know it was one preseason game, but I've honestly been harping at this all offseason. So, yeah, <laughs> keep pounding. Keep pounding. He's another one who's not too high on the receiving core. And hey, look, dude, at you this point, to I have. too high, but that tells us how bad we've been. Well, but I also have no bones to pick. Like, dude, at this point, I'm ready just for us to play. Like, ah, damn, we've had an entire offseason no, of us saying whether or not it'll be, be good, whether or not we're actually going to be worth the damn. Some people are optimistic. Some people don't believe that this uh, receiving core can be shit. I'm just ready to play, man. It's all conjecture. I want to see what they can do if we get a little bit of protection, for God's sakes. So we'll see. Um, I did want to add this, right? Uh, every Tuesday night, uh, they have hard knocks. And tonight, I haven't watched it yet, obviously. We're doing the show here. I intend on watching it when the show is over. But uh, Joe Pershing put hard knocks was not kind to the Panthers. Uh, from, from, from Quinnen Williams telling teammates, he had 10 sacks in joint practice to Robert Sala saying, God, I love kicking people's asses near the end of a Jets 27-0 exhibition win. Oh, man. Um, you know, I was listening to some Charlotte ra- radio from Monday, and Mac and, T- uh, and Bone are from WFNZ. And they were down at the joint practices. And he said the Panthers were competitive in practice. And then they just laid the egg. So then the Quentin Williams things is interesting. If that was from camp, my buddy Chandler sent me a text during the show. Let me read this real quick. Oops, sorry, guys. Uh, He sent me this text and it's got a link to um, part of the camp confidential. In fact, we'll just go to that. We got one more call from JJ, the second half, and then we'll go to the next subject and a couple more calls. But during Camp Confidential, Brian Burns is giving tips to pass rushing tips to some Jets defensive players. Quinn Williams, I think. Was it Quinn? I think I have that clip. You want me to play it? Yeah. Yeah, let's play it. Because then I'm going to tell you what my friend Chandler texted me about this. All right. Give me one sec. So, you know, I guess this is a um, hard. I'm guessing not I'm guessing they're, Carolina. Yeah, I'm guessing they're not going to be showing Brian Burns destroying uh, their offensive line. Right. I mean, but I, I think the Sala, the kick in the ass is, I mean, that's warranted. Hey, remember how he's get out of us on. Saturday, so like I think I don't have a problem with that. I want to hear what Quentin Williams says, though. If he said he got, especially when you have an opportunity to get some tips from one of the league's best. Outside the tight end at first, and I moved in, and I know I'm gonna get tipped, so I get away from the tip, go inside, he commit, spin back out. Nah, I can't tell you. I want him to bite. I want him to think it's an inside move. You be keeping your hips tight. You get off and you stay like this. It's a little bit of both. So, like, depending on what I want to do, like, I can either just come straight off him if I want to, like, beat him early. I know he's right, like, maybe a I'll take it off. I want to fight that too. I don't want us to get nicked. 
Um, my man, I think that's just the Jets. Uh, the Jets production. Oh, was like it? We, yeah. Do y'all have an issue with that? Uh, well, what, here, this is, this other is what, let me let me yeah. tell you what Chandler, uh, my boy Chandler, sent me. He sent me that same clip right there. It's a Twitter clip. And he said, this man gave tips to the Jets linemen and about got our boy killed. <laughs> like, and then yeah, on Saturday, they go being out too nice. and they fucking, yeah, they just, and, and Greg, that leads to your question. Oh, yeah. Like, I just wonder if you guys had a problem with that, because personally, I don't. I don't have I a mean, problem with it, but like, I actually, uh, it's kind of... Um, my my buddy Cliff always says this is he always loves players that embrace rivalries for fans like so he's a Commanders fan or Skins fan mm-hmm. and uh, he wants a player that v- verbally hates the Cowboys like he just is yeah, like yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. I he doesn't it's not that he doesn't appreciate the jersey swap he just wishes they were like him more. Right. You know, and so it's not he's not mad at him. But I would say this is I kind of want I would say, like you said, Cody, is being too nice. I would I feel different to go out there and punch. I wanted to be like stepping on Quinn Williams toe before in that practice. My bad. While I was oh, showing man. you that. Move. I mean, I didn't have a, have a I didn't have a problem at first. But yeah, the more I think about it, like 11 had a damn good game against our against our people. It's like you're literally helping them to beat the ass of our players who got their ass thoroughly whooped. So it's like, like my, my argument, like my thing with this is like the jets don't need more help. Like they've got, how did they they get Solomon Thomas, by the way, isn't it Solomon Thomas? Isn't that, wasn't he he from the Niners? Yeah. Yeah, But all that stuff dropped against him. He's never been a 40. uh, He's never been like a, like a top tier player. He was drafted very high, but he was drafted he never... the same year as uh, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, yeah, Christian McCaffrey. Was yeah. there two? There were two defensive ends in that draft: Solomon Thomas, and then there was another one that everybody liked. One went to San Francisco. One went to Cleveland. one. Cody used to always talk about these dudes: there Solomon Thomas and one other Miles guy. No, Nick he Joe? was a defensive tackle. One was raw and one was refined. Quinn Williams? Maybe it was. I mean, mm-hmm. no, was it? Uh, did he Bob go to Harris? the skins? No, defensive tackle. Same uh, draft uh, class. I'll look you, it up. Just continue. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, White Chocolate, a boy with the 199, says off work, going home to lay an egg like the team. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't even. I don't even know what that means, and I don't even well, we care. Know what what it means, into it, yeah. Um. Okay. Here, I want to do this. Let's uh, first before we go on uh, to the next topic. Well, didn't I say I was going to play? Oh, I was going to play JJ's second half of this call. We're gonna. I want to push the gear before to the next topic. All right. Yeah. Matter of fact, it's JJ. Let me double down on this. Thing. Let me get two scoops, all right? Uh, I, I'm calling in again because I, I, I do want to address the offensive line because, I mean, like, it was ranked, I'm pretty sure, like 15th in most, in most rankings last season. And honestly, like, I just I kept seeing room for regression or I, I guess maybe it was just 
because as a Panthers fan, we've never had good old lines for this long. I just wanted them to prove it yet again. And I don't know. I feel like fans were too quick to crown the old line, especially because they were playing good, like even better in the second half of the season. And then we sustained those injuries. I, I, I don't know, man. This, this old line, especially when we have zero depth, we have zero depth anywhere on this team, honestly. It's even starters we don't know about if they're going to be good, let alone if we're going to transition to a new scheme and how well they're going to do at that and shit like that. So, yeah, like, I don't know. Tell me how y'all feel, you know, how y'all really think the old line is going to be the weapons, how they're really going to get this done. Uh, I do think the defense will be good, though. So I appreciate you, uh, C3. Keep pounding. Keep pounding. Keep pounding. A lot of good defensive linemen in that draft. 2017, Miles Garrett went one, Trubisky two, Solomon Thomas three. Then you drop down, you got um, Hassan Reddick, 13. Uh, Derek Barnett. Who was he's been okay with? I mean, he's like uh, Jonathan. Is he still Allen. with Philly? I wonder if it was Jonathan Allen and Solomon. Yeah, but Thomas Jonathan Allen, or Jonathan Allen, is the defensive tackle for the Washington. So See, I think it was Allen and Thomas that we were all. It was that, and then it was. Let's see. Wasn't TJ Watt in that draft also? Uh, Tack McKinley. Um, that was Joku. the funniest. Yeah, and he didn't work out. Buda Baker was in that draft. There's a lot of good. Who did Pittsburgh draft? Pittsburgh Steelers. They draft. Yep, TJ Watt. You're right. Good job. No, that was uh, JJ in the chat. Nice. Taylor Moten, Carolina Panthers, second. Who was our first? We went Christian McCaffrey, Taylor Moten. All right. Um, man, you know what? Some cool stuff you can get. Greg, you got your cup? I do. Look at this thing. Look at that cool mug right there. C3 Panther podcast mug. It is nice, isn't it? The logo looks good on it. It's so shiny. It just blings in the camera. We've got uh, we've got C3 Panthers podcast t-shirt. We got line. Man, where the, we told you we're by the fans, for the fans. We're telling you the people's voice here. Telling you this is that, look, we even started clothing lines around People of the fans of the C3 Panthers podcast. G Baby got his own clothing line. You get the shut the F up t shirt. You make maybe no, that one's next. That's pickles. You make me effing sick. Two, <laughs> yeah, pickles is coming. Shut the hell up. You can get that. You can get the mug. You can get the C3 Panthers podcast t shirt all on CarolinaCatChronicles.com. Go to CarolinaCatChronicles.com, hit the shop tab. And go to gear, right? So shop, drop down, gear, like gear, like your threads. Working on our newest design. I started it last night, guys. And that is the T-shirt of 20C3. And that is the year of RQB 20C3. Started working on it already. I mean, this is going to be a simple design. So that is to come. A lot of cool products. Look, all these are small ways to support the podcast. I understand that it's a lot of money. These things aren't cheap. Um, and and we don't really even make a ton off of them. Like, I mean, you make like a dollar fifty or off of these of a coffee mug or three dollars off a t-shirt. 
But all of that stuff continues to us to buy equipment, to continue to try to go to training camp, continue to expand the podcast. But there are other ways that you can support. You can, hey, check out our sponsor, calderalab.com backslash C3. That's one way. Or you can just hit the thumbs up. Like C-Dog says, it's free. Smash the thumbs up button. It's free. Subscribe. You see a video. You see a tweet. Go beyond just liking it. Repost it. Guys, I freaked out on X the other day. Or Twitter. Over what? They're not it called tweets anymore. Like that. When I say I freaked out, like I just, it, did, it just hit me. Like it wasn't that I freaked, it just like I just noticed the moment I noticed it. That it no longer it said post and repost. You know what it's it, that I find about it, and I know what we'll, we'll get back on track is we always seem to, and I do this with my everyday work. When there is a change, we always seem to like overreact, and then we adapt. Like that's the beauty of humans. Certainly, certainly. Mm -hmm. I just, I would just. It wasn't more that I was upset about it, CK. It was just that I noticed it. Yeah. Like, and then I was wondering, it was like, has it been like this for a day and a half? And it just wasn't, but the word tweet is gone. Yeah. The word retweet is the only way it exists is in our language. Because if you go on to X or Twitter, it says post and repost now. So hey. repost us. You don't say retweet me anymore. You say repost me. <sighs> what a I can already a, That's a great brand. I can already see an immediate problem that I didn't see until just now, Tony, and you were saying is it sounds weird whenever you were like, I was so pissed off on X the other day, or I was on X all night long. I was on X all it's, night long. It's gonna long sound weird looking at saying that to people. Yeah. Uh I pulled up my Somebody Twitter feed. I, X, I pulled you know, my Twitter like, feed up at the work meeting we were at today, and then there was a a woman in scantily clothed that was in the feed. And I said, I was trying to close you know man like man, my buddy was sitting right behind beside me i was like it's a i was like man it's twitter at or x and he goes of course you know it's just like now it's just like porn in your head uh, post repost uh cody let's go to uh you guys remember you can you can support the show just by being a part of it your time your energy your love your camaraderie your conversation is really the best thing you can give Small thing. I know it's a small thing. It's so hard. People don't do it a lot. It's just to share. Beyond just a like. It's like put it out on social media. We need people to help find this community. Um, all right. So let's go to Camp Confidential. Camp Confidential. Uh-oh. Yeah. Skipping. We got some. We got some. We got a, a shysty show right here. You're going to skip the next slide. So I just watched it tonight, guys. I was trapped. I was out of the country last week. Turned out my cell service was not really great. So I was limited to Wi-Fi and just busy, a lot of stuff. So I didn't get to see Camp Confidential. I watched it and I took a couple of notes of some things right here. Uh, but the first thing that sticks out to me is um, or caught me was Frank Wright addressing the team. He's good. He's up there sermonizing. You know what I mean? It's like, it's real. It's natural. It's authentic. It's kind of crazy to see all of these giant people in there, like acting like they're taking notes. And he's like, when am I day and stuff like this? But he's trying to inspire this group. He's trying to connect with his players. 
Here's Frank Reich from Panthers Confidential, episode one. I checked around with a few guys, and I said, okay, we're going to keep it 100, right? <laughs> Am I saying that right? Am I saying that right? We're going to keep it 100. Is that right, Bryce? Am I good? Yeah, honey, without the R. Oh, okay. Without the R. Keep it 100. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Keep it oh, 100. Okay. Yeah, and then he was like, well, back to being 100. What I love about this is, yeah, so we got to, we got, we didn't do really great on the order, did I? Um, Frank Reich, and then we'll keep it 100. And now it's up there. It's like in the walls. It's like now every time I see an inspirational sign, I'm like, keep it 100. Matt Rule or whatever. We're going to have to have a segment keeping it 100. Yeah, we have to. Keeping it 100. Uh, on this show, the thing that and I oh, think it, I think it needs to be where we point out a hard truth, like a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, for the Panthers, where we just we do just that. Like CK when he said Icky was the worst one on the line. Yeah, he's not wrong either. CK, he kept it hunted. Hey, why don't right. you say it, CK? No, it's no, 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 no. It's hunted. No, hunted. No, it's we're not going to be doing it like that. We're going to do it like Frank Reich says we should do it. And that is, we're going to keep it 100. And, 100. Uh, Did you get and, that uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's, let's just uh, keep it real. I, I'm, I'm you got it right. You got it right. You got it right. Um, the thing I love it. And I, th- I thought I had the clip and I must, I didn't load it up. <laughs> the back end of that quote, he goes, then he goes, so I started thinking about a list of a hundred things that were important to me, like, like met, like, like he was going to create a list. And then he said, number one, blah, blah. And I was like, Oh shit. If he, if he goes through a hundred life lessons in this meeting, number 98, <laughs> number 67. And I always joke with my students when we talk about the Protestant reformation, we talk about Martin Luther and, the 95 theses, which are basically 90, just 95 simple statements of criticism, maybe one sentence or even two at the most. And I'll, I go, and he wrote this and there's 95 criticisms and they fall into these three categories. And we go and I say, all right, and we're going to figure out how each one of these. And I go, all right, number one, boom, number two. And then you see him. So, go, oh shit, is he really going to go through all? And then, that's the joke ends there. But I wonder how many Frank Wright got through. That's what we need to know is how many 100 principles. It was principles. It was like life lessons. Like Remember, it's 100. 100. 100. No. But Bryce said just no R. 100. No, it's no. There's no did. No, it's hunted. not did. No, hunted. it's not hunted. Hunted. 100. It's 100. H-U-N-I-D is H-U-N-N-I-D. Well, Bryce don't even know how to spell it. Keep it a hundred. No, I mean, he wasn't. It was in the moment, but no, it's a hundred. Bryce, I thought Bryce did a great job of being on the spot. Explain it to him. And I also agree with uh, Sideshow. Hunted with the T at the end. That's also Hunted. Hunted. Keep it a hundred. Okay. Yo, man. Hey, dog. I'm going to keep it a hundred. Hunted. 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 It's either, it's it either hunted. hunted or hunted. Hunted. But the T has to kind of fall off. I'm going to keep it. Hey, how, what's the right way to say it, CK? <laughs> 100. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's what it is. The right way. 
Um, all right. So some other things is this is I thought DJ Shark was fun and this he was joking around. He looks getting like he's comfortable in this camp confidential. But I really want to talk about this mess. Dante. Dante Jackson's mask, dude. This thing is fuck, bro. I paused this. I slapped it up. Cody, you want me to bring it up? Say it one more time. Oh, he won't pay oh, attention. Yeah. This, no, this it. right here, yeah. this got my, this is my favorite part of the show. This is like, you know what this made me think of is, and I told you guys, you get me, look, you get me back and you get everything, the full, this is look, man, this is. Man, I'm going to tell you something. This pimping that I got in my blood, it came from a family tree. My granddaddy was a pimp. My great, great, great granddaddy was a pimp. I'm talking about pimping been since pimping, since been pimping, since been pimping. It's in your bloodline. It's in my baby. blood. It's in my blood. Because you was born, all the people in your family were assistant pimps. Yes, sir. <laughs> Assistant, this this guy right here has been pimping since been pimping since been pimping. This thing's awesome, dude. Do you yeah. think it messes with your eyesight at all? I mean, I don't know. I mean, it looks like it would, but I imagine that you wouldn't be wearing it if it was that much of a visual impairment, right? Like, right. surely you don't want to look cool at the cost of knowing what the hell is in front of you, right? I'm willing to bet he can't even see it. To be honest with you, I'm willing to bet it's some kind of thing where he's looking at the it's similar to like the. The decals on the back of a truck or something like that. Well, it's okay. really not for it's really not for him to be able to see. It's for everybody else to be able to see. Right. But what I'm saying is, it's not gonna. He he can't see through. Like he doesn't see the backwards image. It's not blocking him. Yeah. It's I just mean. like it's something you him. see on that side, but on this side he doesn't see. Yeah. It. He just it's just the yeah. outlook. It's just clear. Yeah. Man, I tell you this is this cool looking though. It is. Put that with Brian Burns's uh, Spider Man face mask, and it'd be a pretty. At it. and then give him Joey Bosa's Power Rangers helmet. You got a really badass helmet there. All right. Um, also, Camp Confidential. I thought this was funny. One guy goes, Dang, Chin is strong. One of the offensive players, that's what he said. Chin is strong. So I like to see that. Uh, Von Bell was a big part of it, uh, kind of joking around with Deuce Staley. He said, uh, why is Von Bell's his name Senior Slime? Senior Slime. What the fuck is that? Is he says like his clothing line too or something? No, nah, I didn't think that's what his they nickname? Call him. Yeah, that's Senior, Senior Slime. slime. What yeah, if you I'm so sure. it's just cooler if you say it cool? Uh, what it's not like really about? you just say it, you're saying it in a style. Like what is it? Doesn't make it a better nickname. Hey, uh speaking of <laughs> Here's a slime senior. Oh, okay. Slime. Well, senior. Like, there's, there's a great rivalry, uh, brewing. It's a, it's a friendly rivalry, of course, between, between him and Deuce. Uh, yeah. Between Vaughn Bill and Deuce Daly. This is Thomas Brown talking about it. A little bit about, um, Deuce Daly and, uh, this whole little rivalry thing that he has going on between him and Vaughn Bill. I mean, if you know Deuce, I mean, Deuce is Mr. Energy. I kind of mentioned before, like I'm an open impressor that I used to always have to be the guy that would kind of have juice and, and bring it. I just, I have willingly given that over because he's way better than me when it comes to that, among other things. But uh, he does an awesome job of connecting to with all players on our team. Uh, but, you know, they kind of go back and forth every single day, have a little banter between the two of them because Vaughn's a feisty dude as well. So 
think it's more about trying to rile our guys up to compete every single day. It's, it's definitely fun to watch. Definitely fun to watch. Tony, what did you make of uh I mean pretty much everybody comes away thinking the same thing that Deuce Staley is a star. Everybody loves the way you see he said I mic'd up every day. Yeah. It's like, yeah, he might as well be, right? That man is I think that hit. for Camp Confidential is this is all this is what I wrote. I got one line about Deuce on my notes. Deuce loves football. He loves football like he, like he would rather be at training camp than on vacation. I feel like he was like he was like so excited. He was like ready. The pads came on and he was more excited than anybody. He's like, get rid of them pajamas. Get rid of them pajamas. Just Deuce yeah. loves like I like I like a like there. What do you? I don't know. What's something that you just love for the sake of it in life? For me, it's like a library. Like I just like think it's like a beautiful, awesome, great place. Like that's that's football to do, Staley. You know, it's just like what he's like. Uh, you like you want to go uh, play blackjack at the Bellagio, or you want to go to training camp for the Raiders? Let's go fucking talk shit to those moments. <laughs> so he just loves football. So that was what I got. I'm excited about the camp confidential. I'm nervous about hard knocks. Yeah. I, uh, I'm, I, I, I'm after what happened in that game, I'm almost hesitant to want to even watch it. I know. All right. We got, uh, three more calls. Short one, short one, short one. Here. Uh, hey guys, this is Eric. I'm just going to give some quick thoughts. What's up, man? Uh, First game of the preseason was a disaster, but now I'm curious to see how his team will respond after getting punched in the mouth. Let me know your thoughts. I think this is the greatest part about this, and maybe this is me just trying to find a um, silver lining. Yeah, but I think that if this if this was going to happen, uh, this is a good time for it to happen, right? I think this has sh- sent shockwaves not only through the fan base, but as Cody said earlier to the team, but even to management. Look at this today, the focus of all of those guys at that offensive line. Scott Fitter, my friend Chandler, put put on Twitter, giving Savala the death stare out there. Like, it's on everybody's radar now. Mm-hmm. So there's, like, if, it's, if there's going to be a problem, you know, if it's it's better for it to happen earlier than for you to think that you're going to get by and it really just come up and catch you uh, uh, later on. So I think it's a wake-up call to the players. I think it's a sobering moment to the fan base. I think it puts guys on notice that were probably should have already been on notice. But I think it says this is like, look, just because you put together a great squad of coaches, Frank, this ain't going to be easy. And not that he thought it was. Or, Scott, just because you traded up and you had some big wins and you got Bryce Young and you did all this, that shit is already in the rear view. Mm-hmm. So, gut, gut check. Hey, keep it 100. There 100. you go. There you go. Yeah, you got it right, man. Do you not even right. say one? Do you just say keep it 100? 100. 100. Keep it 100. So you don't even say mm-hmm. one. I mean, I no feel like number. you can't. I feel, I feel like that's one hundred. Uh, or do you say one hundred? Uh, 
uh, just keep it. I mean, 100. I feel like you say I'm gonna keep it 100. Give me 100. I mean, you, you know can, what? Be like, I, I can keep it 100, or I'd be like, yo, I'm gonna keep it 100. Either way is generally acceptable. Keep it 100. <laughs> keep it 100. Did you see that? Uh, who was it? Uh, Miles Sanders showed up. And they were like, you got any more bags? He's like, no, nah, just get And then he was asking somebody to buy him body wash. And the guy said, yeah, cash at me a hundred dollars. He didn't say, I wondered if he said a hundred or if he said 100 and my routing number is <laughs> clearly like, it's like, I'm going to say, how about this is when I'm trying to give you my banking account number and i need it to be right i ain't going a hundred a duh i'm saying one tango charlie <laughs> uh all right next call hey 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 oh, man you, you know who the fuck it is what's up with my boys y'all thought i was gonna call in i wouldn't fucking call in. i was asking somebody to buy the world i wouldn't even miss it Calling in for me. You, you told me yesterday. Said I got you on Tuesday. Shut up, Meg. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Greg got his phone out and put it. Uh, you know what? It ain't over though. Nah. baby. Not to mention this double L-sided fucking weenie. Don't want to put some fucking money on the motherfucking CD. I've already got money on. I've already bet you for next season. Ass, motherfucker. I promise you. I'm busting your ass week nine. I'm gonna be in Carolina and Charlotte in the bank. Busted your ass, Gregory. <laughs> motherfucker got a baby. fucking black and yellow Batman this. shirt but rocks a fucking a Thor hammer that's fake as fuck that's made out of foam I'm coming at you bro you're gonna die on that fucking hill you wanted to shit on the truth the truth the truth has shall set you fucking free bruh I love the baby not a this. fucking wet blanket a fucking soaked blanket I'm coming at you G He's like, I'm, I'm like, coming at you relentlessly <laughs> consistently you all know who the fuck this is. It's the big dog, the HNIC, the head nigga in charge, the one that's going to wipe all you motherfuckers out in the league. Cody Lack, we got some business to talk to. Right. <laughs> Get at me, partner. You all know who this is. Your boy. Best, he's like one of our best. He's the one of the best callers. He's like one dude, of, he he's is, my favorite caller, probably. Dude, uh, you, you said this when you were over here. He is a bully 
when it comes oh, to yeah. trades. The trade. Oh, no. He's trying to swindle me right at this moment. So He's G- always is, trying to swindle you. No, so he did like is this. Is he this? You want me to give away all of us? He doesn't know, but I know exactly what G-Baby's doing. So what he did is this. Is He's like trying to. First, he probably got a little ADHD of fantasy football because he got to be on that shit making something happen every i'm like dude we're like <laughs> a month and a half away from games dude like why are we trading seven times all right so what he does is he he tried in the beginning and this was smart for a dynasty league is he got rid of all his draft picks like he traded those away and you're like and he was giving you good assets for stuff so he seems so like i so he does these things early because he knows that he's got two more months of trades that he's going to try to recoup all this shit back in some weird manner or whatever. So he gives you these early deals that are fair and they're like, it's fine. I can see how it could help. But then the bullying comes in and the bullying is just relentless. It's just a relentlessness. It's just like my kid going, uh, why can't I? Why can't I? I'll be like, nah, you can't. Why can't I? And it's just like, fine, just go. Just stay up till 1030. Fine. (laughs) Just fine. And so now what G-Baby has done is I made a trade with him that for some, like Greg didn't like it. Greg really wanted the player. You wanted Stefan Diggs. And I just got him for cheaper anyway. So you got him. Oh, yeah, I got him. I got I got him and a first round pick from G-Baby. No, I got him from Cody. How many people has he drafted? <laughs> this G baby is like a pimp. Man, he like yeah. a pimp. Dude, listen, I'm trying to get Alvin Kamara from it. <clears throat> and keep in I... mind, Alvin Kamara is older. He has uh, a three-game suspension that he has to serve to start I the don't year. care. And he's serving time with, uh, I mean, uh, he's splitting time with uh, the Williams kid that they just signed in free agency. And bro, he wants me to give him a 2026 first round pick. I'm like, yeah, no. and here's the other thing is don't give me, I don't want no picks, Greg. In our dynasty, I don't want if you come to me with picks in a trade at this point, I'm over it. Like, unless you're giving me the first round, right? Yeah, don't yeah. ask for my first <laughs> round and give me a first round, but I don't want no second round pick. I totally two. get that. Yeah. Like, I mean, first of all, like that's in a dynasty league where we keep every single person that could be like a fucking four string tight end in two years. So Bro, no, I don't want to, all I have is two first like, round picks next year, this. two first round picks a year after that. He goes this. He goes, I have nothing in 2024, bro. Cody, he always says this to me. He said, I'm one generous ass Negro. Yeah. Like, me. I'm like, I'm like, man, leave me alone. I'm trying to work. I mean, he's texting me during the game. Seven different deals. Bully. Um, Cody, that's the last call. I love I love G-Baby. He's so fun to me. Um, pretty much uh, G-Baby's call every week. We got, we got a couple uh, more we things. Got, we, got, we got two Super Chats. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Look, I like uh, uh, my sons. Kev, yeah. He, he would donate money just to make fun of me. Uh, new segment, Bring Your Sunscreen, inspired by Cody. CalderaLibs.com backslash C3, inspired by Cody's lack of sunscreen. <laughs> Keeping his skin, recovering his skin, Caldera Labs, CalderaLab.com backslash And then C3. Anthony will donate just to tell me how shit my fantasy team is. 
Uh, which I disagree. They're both. They're uh, all bullies, man. And when I say bullies, it's like I'm at work, and they're like, "Come on, dude." They're like, "Times are wasted." I'm like, "God, dude!" Like, no, but you know what? You know how I know that these are all really my boys. You're, you're, you're not my friend unless we can actively make fun of each other. True, true, and true. that that's always how I've been. So, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just it's a side of. And by um, the way, Anthony, love. you're too old to like iCarly, bro. <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> Grow up, bro. She'll never love you. Never. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's up next? Are we at the end? We got the news? Yeah, dude. We're fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're pretty much. Man, uh, we're in the home stretch, CK. Only got 72 ice up picks. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. Hey, hey how, about, uh, how about 120 strong? Still, yeah. man. We appreciate Let's get these numbers up. I want more. Got. More. Greedy. Uh, but yeah, let's uh, let's do this. Oh gosh, look at this! First, I don't even know how to. And C C three Anthony Anthony Piccarello is trying to throw me off his game. He goes, his name's Anthony. First of all, he got C three in his handle. He puts a dollar ninety nine out on the table like a little like I'm a stripper, and he says Miranda loves Miranda loves me. You know who my wife is, Miranda. What are you messing with my wife for? Is that I <laughs> no? He's talking about Miranda Cosgrove. Right. Like, yeah, I know, I know. But I'm like, I was like Anthony Miranda loves me. Is this my daughter donating or something like this? All right. Uh, oh well, that was funny. This is sad. In the news, this is the moment where we look around the league, kind of from a Panther fan perspective, but just looking out. And man, sad news. Former Seahawks, former Seahawks running back, Ravens running back. It's a weird title right here. Was he with any of the former Seahawks rate Seahawks? Former Seahawks and the Ravens running back, Alex. Is he Collins. not on a team then? No, no, he's no he hasn't been in the he's no longer in the okay. league. Um, anyway, Alex. Anyway, Alex Collins dead at 28 motorcycle crash. Um, sad to hear people, man. 28, so young. Um, that's it. I always wanted a motorcycle too. My wife would ne- won't, but um, it's tough. Sad to hear. Uh, I hope his family can find some peace through this moment. Next up, Cody. Uh, uh, Dalvin Cook, I think, is on the move. He is. Dalvin Cook is now going to be a Jet. The Jets are loaded up. All right, after I can't wait to go watch this hard knocks, and they're buying into their own shit, aren't they? Oh, and yeah, they're sure. good. Their defense is legit. I think Aaron Rodgers has got – I think he's going to be good this year. And now they're like this. You know what? They're making a run right now. Is Dalvin yeah. Cook them saying this, we want to win now? Yes. Well, I think Aaron Rodgers was like that. Too. I think I think adding a Dalvin Cook is a bit overkill. They had Carter and Brees Hall, and they're gonna have to cut Carter. The, well, right or trade him or something. Carter yeah. was is a good running back too. Um, I think this is a bit. I, I, my worry, if if I'm a Jets fan, is that they're doing so much with all right. these different pieces. Is like. Are Super they team the doesn't piece? work. Yeah. 
it doesn't it rarely works it worked down in uh in uh tampa um it worked you know, in la in la but you have to you have to make sure you have the coaching staff to put those pieces in the exact right position and so i guess we're going to be finding out whether that's the case or not um i'm i'm not going to count out aaron Rodgers. um you know is whether you you like him or you hate him the dude is a, knows how to play football so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna count him out um but it'll be interesting to see how they end up utilizing all three of these backs who are going to be hungry and many of them are going to be hungry for a contract themselves and so dalvin cook taking those snaps away isn't gonna bode well for their their outlook uh another one that we didn't include in the show was uh ezekiel elliott oh is with now a patriot well, what i heard today doesn't matter they're gonna finish last in their division probably what I, what I heard today with the whole dalvin cook thing was uh basically what they're probably going to end up doing is just beat Dalvin Cook into the ground for the majority of the season and save uh, uh all, yeah for for when it gets later in the season and postseason because Dalvin Cook's like a one year rental. You're just gonna and beat the hell out of him. Greasall is dealing year. with an injury. Yeah. So yeah. give him time to heal up. Let let Dalvin Cook eat for a few months for the first few weeks. But and Dalvin ain't old, bro. Here. He's the same exact age or I don't know about age, but the, the same old. as McCaffrey and Kamara. Is yeah, he is on the back end, but it's they both they all got drafted that same season. Kamara, uh, Dalvin Cook, and uh, Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, is this is like, are they all on the back end? You know, it's maybe Dalvin got a little bit more in the tank than we give him credit. For. You know, he's not Ezekiel Elliott old. Dalvin's the only one with a major injury that he had uh, as well, though. Yeah, yeah, I, got, yeah. I, got a, I got a question with this headline right here. Anthony Richardson named Colts starting quarterback for 2023. This is a surprise to no one. Who's I think he was said it? that. that. That's what he said? I think, I, I think Anthony Richardson said that. Yeah. Uh, he's just being humble on purpose. Well, and I'm not sure. I have to. I have to look up the story. That's a good question. Is no man, f- f- man, Gardner Mitchell. I mean, Minshew looked good in preseason. Yes, Matt Minshew is good, dude. He's good. Minshew is like uh, Minshew is like that. Um, Minshew is what you would hope Matt Corral will be, but the problem is he's just like he showed he can be good, and nobody's still giving him a shot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, you know that thirteen hundred yard season that DJ Chark had. Guess who the quarterback was? Gardner Minshew. Good point. Yeah. Uh Gardner Minshew was six for six for seventy-two yards. I mean, I can understand how they're starting Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson looked pretty good, so it doesn't bother me. Um next is let's see. This one is wild. Yeah, this one is sad, but also uh confusing. It's got, it's, and it's gotten bigger. It's got yeah, a story it's gotten that's gotten bigger. It's like national news at this point. So Michael Orr, uh, our left tackle when the Panthers went to the Super Bowl in 2015, he was the subject of the Blind Side movie uh, that many of you may have seen. Or and, uh, maybe not the sub. Would you say the subject or the antagonist? Well, I mean, no. He was the he protagonist. Was the, uh, protagonist. Excuse me. Protagonist. Yeah, he was the, pro- the I mean, hero. Yeah, he was the hero, but he has a lot of problems with that movie. 
And uh, Anthony's right. I didn't read the last super chat. It says, last one, Cody. I'm coming over for the Saints post game. You better, bitch. Shit. You in We might you all might be. Uh, we might all be at a hotel. Oh, really? I mean, I've got a some one of our listeners has offered a ticket to me. Oh. CK, you have season tickets. I do. So you could go, right? Have you already sold it? Um, I've got them up on the market. Well, you might want to hold up. Greg, aren't you going to that one? No. No, not the Monday night one, no. I mean, that I can go. I have to cut. It will be tough for you, CK? Yeah. Well, maybe it'll be all three of us huddled around Anthony, Cody, and uh, and then you guys holding it down at your house. Anyway, um, I mean, I'm down to do a, a hotel too because I'm gonna have a buddy of mine over that's going to the game with me. We can set it up. So, CK and I know how to. We've done it before. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So back to Michael Orr. I think that's the interesting part. Just rem- reminding that he was a Carolina Panther on that 2015 team. Yeah. Well, also to understand what the story is here, he's basically saying that instead of just adopting him, that the family pretty much duped him into signing a conservatorship, which basically means that they are the people that are in control of his finances it can't be his entire life finances though that can't that's the thing that seems misleading it has to be to a certain point like they're not controlling his money right now are they saying yeah well apparently his brother or his adopted brother came out and said uh he did an interview at barstool yeah and basically said that uh a few weeks earlier he threatened them and said, hey, if you don't pay me 15 million. Oh, hold on. Slow down. Slow down. You're public. skipping ahead. You're skipping ahead. All right. So oh, here, well, look, you you're, go, you're jumping. All right. I'll do it. Uh, so this is what the story comes out as. Former NFL player Michael Orr says he was tricked into signing a conservative ship instead of being adopted by the Tuies in a petition to end it. Or alleges that he never received any money from the 2009 film inspired by uh, by the family, The Blind Side. So I already have questions about this. Is do they still have a role in his financial life? If that's the case, um, then this goes on. Is this is the kind of detailed look? Let me pull up on this screen so I can read it a little bit better. Former NFL tackle Michael Orr, known for the movie The Blind Side, has taken legal action by filing a petition in a Tennessee probate court against Sean and Leanne Tui. Orr alleges that the Tuis deceived him by having him sign papers designating them as his conservators instead of his adoptive parents almost 20 years ago. In his petition submitted to the court, Orr seeks the termination of the conservatorship, so I guess it still is, part of it and request a thorough financial investigation into the earnings generated from the use of his name in the story. Additionally, he demands to be paid what rightfully owed, including interest, notably, or who has expressed discontent with the movie based on his life also seeks sanctions against the Tuies. He asked the court to hold them accountable and require them to provide compensatory and punitive damages. Um, and in February that the two, still hold the role. He recently became aware in February that the two, still hold the role of his conservators or raises an accusation against the two. stating they never made any 
efforts to legally pursue custody of him and the 18th on his 18th prior to his 18th birthday, despite his involvement with the Tennessee department of human services. It's worth noting the conservative documents were filed August 4th, 2004 or had already reached the age of 18 in that year. So then, I mean, so I have more questions than I have answers at this point. And CK, you're the money guy of the show is that while they remain conservators in this case, it doesn't sound like they were managing his current money. It just almost seems like the money that he had made until that point that he parted ways with them. It doesn't feel like there there's money managed. Cause if that's the case, if they've been managing his money for the last 20 years, and now you're like, oh, where's all the money at? I mean, that right. seems like a little late to the party. So how do you interpret that as, do you think they're still managing his money? As I'm, Because that's my question. Or do you think, because they keep coming back in these stories to the movie, the money of the movie. Seems like he's more interested in the money that was made around that time prior to his NFL career. Right. I, I think. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I think that. When I hear a conservatorship, though, like that reminds me of like Britney Spears situation, right? Like where they had control over what he spent his money on, et cetera, right? right? So I do I I don't know. Honestly, I'm not entirely okay. sure. Okay. I just don't get the sense that they were managing his $54 million contract from the Ravens or whatever. Right. I didn't get that from the article. I feel like they would emphasize right. that more over the last 20 years. They've leached him for $64 million. That's what a Cody, do you have something to say before we go? Uh, I mean, the yeah, because there's just, more to the story. This is where I want to keep going. Yeah, it's just if he didn't ever receive any money from that movie. I mean, again, I don't know what's true, right? We're all going to find out at some point. I'm assuming but they said they split it into fives, fifths. I don't That's know. That's their side of the story. Also, is. he also said that he made him. Uh, again, I don't know if this is ahead in your list, but they said that. Uh, that the movie made him look and sound dumb. Like he had no agency. Like he was almost like a right. Like well, a there's been people type of person, you know? Yeah. Uh, okay. So he didn't my, upset all right, here's the thing is that this is that that's not the Tui's fault necessarily. Like where does the blame, you know, directors, creative license, things like this. How many, you think the director is going to be like, Oh, let's make this an independent young man who just slept on somebody's couch, but would have fucking become an NFL player anyway. So if you're upset with the portrayal of the movie, and I mean, is that that's one thing is did the two sell you out? I don't know if that, so here this is, but then you get into people making claims about the story, right? As immediately when this comes out, people start talking about this and here's one angle to this. This guy at JJ Red, he says the white savior storyline is always a bit unsettling, but to know now that there was never an adoption, that it was an entire fraud is hard to swallow. This is I'm reading these stories, the initial headlines, these type people talk about this. I'm like, oh God, these people people are very skeptical of him. Right. But then on the other hand, People are raising issues from the other side of the coin. 
My Matt Walsh and also the guy who uh who is the guy that used to do um he was with Skip. He's a big uh heavier set uh, black Shan Sharp? No. No, no you're no, thinking no, of um, Whitlock. Whitlock. Yeah, Jason, Jason yeah. Whitlock, yeah. Who takes the opposite side of everybody every time. It's like whatever you're but all right, so Whitlock has put out a piece, but he basically echoes this sentiment from Matt Walsh Matt Walsh. And I don't really I haven't looked at Matt Walsh who he is, but just here's the other angle. If Matt or if if people are saying, "Oh, white saviors defrauded this guy," is one ha- one side of the story. The other side, Matt Walsh says, Matt Walsh says, "I don't buy any of this from Michael Orr. He claims that he thought the Tuies adopted him, but just found out recently at the age of thirty-seven that was a lie. The story makes no sense. The whole thing reeks. Seems pretty evident that Orr." squandered his NFL fortune is now turning on people who cared about him because he's desperate for money Mm. and relevance, really despicable. So this is kind of a hard take on it. But the question is like, how is this now? Because they were at the Panthers games. Don't you remember? They, they trotted the two weeks out in Carolina with him. So it wasn't like he didn't have a, like they had a poor, at least from the outside, a poor relationship. And then this comes out today to me, where I saw this. Tui family claims Michael Orr attempted a $15 million shakedown before they sued. He sued. So this Michael Orr thing, you guys can tell me in the chat what you think about it. I'm pulling the Phil DeFranco. What do you think? Get in the comments. I don't want to make an opinion because I might make everybody mad. It's a weird story. But I will remind, I do want to remind one thing. Do you remember the post? Michael Orr was uh, better than we thought he would be when he came to Carolina. So he played with the Ravens. Then he went to the Titans. And then he came to Carolina. He got cut from the Titans. The Panthers pick him up. And he came in and had a good season in 2015. His best offensive lineman, him and and Ryan Khalil, excuse me, never Matt Khalil. But then he got in 2016, I think it was in the second game of the season mm. against the Vikings, the Vikings second game, he third, got yeah. he got a concussion and maybe he had one the week before and it didn't get diagnosed and stuff, but the concussions basically ended his career yeah. in yeah. Carolina and entirely. And then the one part, I just remember this one random event do you remember just out of nowhere, we hadn't heard from Michael or nothing. And then all of a sudden he just put on like Instagram, like a shotgun and pills. Yeah. And was like, I do remember that. Yeah. And they were just like, Oh shit. Is Michael or depressed? Is he got yeah. CP? all of these things? And so then I just want to interject that into this wild story. But I'll also say I don't trust anybody, including the Tuies, if there's all this money at hand right? and at stake, is people do ridiculously shitty shit for less than $15 million. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it's, yeah, go ahead. I'll say it is a crazy situation. Um, it, it's hard to, to really just knowing what we've seen here to really pick a side. If there even is, yeah, no, you know, I don't want to pick it. That's dangerous. 
Yeah, like, like I, I don't know who would be at fault here, and we definitely don't know enough details about this to uh, to, to really make a fair judgment. But I was looking at it, though, like I'm wondering. I looked it up. It cost $29 million to make that movie, and it grossed $300 million. So they had to make 60 for it to start making money. So the movie made $240 million. And is that I wonder how much of that was sales? They're supposed to they're supposed two and a half percent royalty to the twoies. Okay, so two and a half percent of the total gross of two hundred forty million dollars. So, yeah, the son said on Barstool they got like fifty or sixty thousand dollars this year, Mm. just in royalties. Like years later, Um, Kev said the dude, the twoie dads, the dude chin looks like an ass. My question is this: Who's got a better chin depple, him or Bill O'Brien? Uh, Bill, Bill O'Brien. O'Brien. Bill O'Brien's got oh, yeah. a dimple that goes into his brain. Like you can see <laughs> into. Yeah. All right. Um. Uh, the, yeah. It's just this is we've been talking about the offensive line like crazy. Yeah. Um. And you got to wonder: Do the Panthers dip into free agency? Like, do they try to get some, maybe some vets or somebody that could potentially step in and be a little bit better? than the shitty shits they have at some point here, or do they get aggressive and be aggressive and go trade? Well, Zach Martin's out of the works. Uh, Cowboys agree and reworked uh, his deal. He was upset by the, what he was getting paid. So no Zach Martin. And I think uh, the reason I thought about this for is Cody, didn't you put like, if you don't like wake me up when we trade for Zach Martin or something, you tweeted something yeah. similar to that. Yeah. Right? I was like, uh, yeah, wake me up uh, after the Panthers have traded for Zach Martin. And by the way, I got a lot of comments of people like, oh, we can't afford it. We can't afford it. Like, we literally have a rookie quarterback on a rookie contract. This is the time when you make those kinds of investments. But, I mean, I knew it was the pipe dream to begin with. Uh, but I would have done it in a heartbeat. They were saying, I think they said that he's getting $18 million. For the next two years now, this year and next year, bro, that's to me, that's nothing for one of the better guards in the NFL. Come on, dude. How old is Zach Barton? It seems like I just can't remember. It's been a while, man. He was drafted, I believe, in 2014, I believe. Yeah, it feels like forever. It's weird. Hmm. Yeah. All right, that's uh, the show. We got the longest running segment and the longest running Panthers podcast. I'm going to let Cody start it off. And cover me for 40 seconds. Yeah, it's that time. I'm not going to mute. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just walking away. No, it's that time where we tell some fools to tough up, to toughen up, get their stuff together, to ice up our homage to the great Steve Smith. It is the longest running Panther segment on the longest running Panther podcast. Time to tell some fools to ice up, baby. Up, son. Um, he, he, I can go first. When you guys can go, go ahead, first, dude. Or? Yeah, I don't even have one. Not being on social media makes me a lot less angry. A lot, a lot less people. I see a lot less stupid things. All right. So if you're going to release your pet duck back into the wild, 
Maybe the best thing to do oh, no. isn't to release them around a bunch of other wild ducks. Oh, you coming out? Oh, my goodness. Oh, she's coming out. That's a That's a, that look eat good, baby. Okay. Oh, my okay. goodness. He's so tight. Hey, can you come over here, please? Uh-oh. Hi, baby. Uh-oh. Hi, baby. Uh-oh. Does he know how to swim? Yeah. Oh, God. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Ah! Uh-oh. Oh, no. oh. Oh, as soon as he gets in the water, <laughs> get your ass over here. Ah! <laughs> oh, no. That's great. You might want to get your duck. <laughs> I, I said you better get your duck. <gasps> oh, it's so That makes sense. Oh, I was just like, oh no! I was like pushing it underwater. <laughs> so yeah, that did not go too well for the lady. And by the way, if you don't know ducks, uh, their penis is shaped like a corkscrew. No oh, lie. And it, uh, the 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 female duck. Like basically all ducks, they're assault. Like there's nothing consensual with uh duck Chickens on duck too. loving. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh <laughs> yeah, so basically the the female part uh is designed to literally prevent the duck from entering them because male ducks are just savages, dude. They will just take whatever the hell they want. <laughs> Savages. Uh, so quack, don't really quack. don't release your uh pet duck into the wild amongst uh real ducks. Yeah, real ducks. Uh Tony, I have one more, but go ahead and do yeah, the one uh, you were gonna do. Okay. Um you know what? I'm icing up the fact that we don't have more Carolina Panther security guards around the world. Uh inter fans who are security guards. I like this. Saints rookie kicker Blake. Group who's listed at 5'7, 156, 156 pounds was stopped multiple times by security, questioning if he was a player, not a fan. Security even stopped him after he kicked the game winning <laughs> goal to beat the Chiefs. <laughs> if you go to the story, they just didn't think he was like, like, what are you doing around here? This guy. So yeah, no, remember the mad TV guy with the orange hair and yeah. the butt? Oh, teeth? yeah, that's exactly like that's that. that. That's not mad like. TV. That's uh, what was that called? It was the mad magazine, yeah. Mad yeah, magazine. Yeah, 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 it does look like that. All right, go ahead. You want to you want me to do my next one, or you want to just go ahead? Uh, I mean, mine's very, very short. Right. So, oh, look, you're seeing my DMs with muscles. Um, all right, go ahead. Uh, yeah, how the hell are you able to get away with something like this? The bitch brought a peacock on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> like a legit peacock. You put a vest on it and say it's a support uh, animal. Support animal. That's what you do. <laughs> yeah, if you've ever looked over the rules for airplanes, like what you can bring on, it's crazy because like they go through an extensive list of like insane things, but the no stuff mouth you can wise, bring on is not. No mouthwash, but a peacock. No problem. Service animal? 
Dude, yeah, that's honestly she like... She said it's a service. Yeah, she said, yeah, listen. Is that a service animal? Yeah. Is, there, is that a service animal? Yeah. Yeah. So it, looks, it looks beautiful. I'll put a little more volume on it. Let's hear it one more time. service animal yeah i don't believe this is real either dude nobody's looking you don't look back these people in their seats just didn't notice the person with the peacock dude and it's also fucked up if they let the bird on there that bird doesn't know where the hell it is that's not gonna sit still the entire flight dude that's so it's like that's almost as bad as letting babies on a plane Almost, not as bad, but almost. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, that's my ice up. Uh, women with their birds, man. I don't know. All right, here's my ice. My last one. I, I got. I have usually a million, and I could go on for days. Here, um, stop. Put stop. on full screen. I will. Yeah. All right. I just want to read the tweet first. First, this comes from Shannon Sharp's burner. And I know burner accounts are parodies and they're trying to be funny, but it's kind of one of those things is like, how far do you try to take funny? This says I'm fucking crying. Cry, 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 cry. And then the dead symbols. Okay. So, you know, I, you know, I have a, a affinity for videos that are cringe hurt. Oh, I actually saw this one before I should play this one today is uh, these guys that said my buddy sent it to me. It's how they determined their fantasy football draft order. They all ran the 40. The fastest pick got the first like so they all ran the 40 yard dash, but these dumbasses ran it on the street. Oh, no, and no. Oh, no. That's That would be Fall, fine. The down. last dude just falls and just fucking face. I mean, oh. just like, bam. And you're like, fa- all his teeth gone. Oh. No. No. I mean, you know, I can't help but look at the that type of stuff. So this is a video. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm crying. I'm this. So I'm icing up this burner account for their tweet just watch this i want to pause this i'm gonna restart it again just because i know you saw a lot of it but i just want to put this out here it's like what we have here if you're listening you can't see this and if you're watching i'll describe it to you it's four people that are standing in this circle that looks like it's been pre-drawn like the top of the key. They're about to let this bull loose. And it's kind of like y'all all just try to figure out who can last the longest. You know, it's like, well, <laughs> this girl, this girl does not move. She freezes, dude. Freezes. Now watch this. Wait, wait. Wait. So they said that's our winner. Hold on. That's our winner to somebody else. And this, they pan the camera back. And she's like dead. I think she is dead. I think she's literally dead. Mm. Hey, man, if y'all never been around a bull, dude, no, you don't fuck with that. But look, is this is like, so I'm icing up the tweet. But this guy said, look. You're ever we got a winner. Look at this person walking up to her. 
Like they're like, oh, are you hurt? The person is dead. Yeah. Literally dead. And yeah. I, I have like, a I have a I just saw a clip that was a little worse than that. That would make <laughs> everybody freak out, but I legit don't know if the guy is alive or not. And I don't want to get into yeah, a habit I mean, but of, my uh, thing is the tweet show, with show the, I'm people. crying. Like I have laughed at a lot of people get hurt. Like I'm like, oh, like I've watched this. I've watched this probably seven times today. But I'm also upset that this is like at the end of the day, nobody this person where they put their crying eyeballs on this picture, this person is literally dead. Are they really uh, just saying that the bitch looks dead? That's what I'm saying. I mean, I think yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I don't no. have confirmation, but I'm looking yeah. at this. I'm looking at that person right there. And I'm sitting there going, man, look, her feet are facing different ways. Yeah, mm. I mean, it's it's very, she very moved. possible. She ain't moved and she didn't get hit in the head. She got chested. She got knocked out by a bull. Anyway, ice up. Uh, to us just remembering sometimes these are more than just videos. So. Yes, sir. Hmm. All right. I think that about does it. Did well, that, it yeah. We got other guys that need to ice people. Up. Yeah. Yeah. I have, uh, I have one. Oh, um, I thought y'all didn't have any. No, no. I just have mine. Just mine's assume. just going to be verbal. Um, no, I thought they said that. I, I, Greg said he didn't have one. I okay. thought CK too. My fault. No, no. You're good. Uh, so what? I, mine is going to be just a... Um, so if you guys had watched any of the preseason, there's one team. I talked to the boys about this before the show. Um, that was the 49ers and Trey Lance and, and Sam Darnold. Obviously, Brock Purdy didn't play. Um, Trey Lance got the nod for the starting, you know, starting out. Um, he got like, I, I can't remember the exact number, but he like threw 17 passes and they ran the ball like four or five times, whatever. Um, but, you know, threw the ball quite a bit. And Sam Darnold comes in there and he actually looks quite impressive with his and he throws the ball seven times and runs the ball seven times, right? Not him, but the, the play calls are, are uh, seven passes, seven runs, something like that. And so the narrative starts to be built that Kyle Shanahan is sabotaging Trey Lance by not giving him these the play calling that's balanced with run game. Oh, my my thought, like basically, they're there. That's what their belief is. And I'm like, I feel like if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I want to see what Kyle or Trey Lance has as a fucking quarterback, not as a guy who's going to hand the ball off. And and you know for a fact, these people that are upset that Kyle Shanahan put Trey Lance in there as the starter with the starters and gave him the ball to throw. 17 times as opposed to running it more times than he, if he had done the opposite and given Sam Darnold, uh, the 17 throws and they ran for four times and Sam Darnold looked good in that 17 throws and Trey Lance looked horrible and his nine passes that he had and the nine runs, they would be just completely sabotage. This is sabotage for Trey Lance This is sabotage. They, they didn't want him to succeed at all. Like, no, the dude just didn't look good. He didn't look like a good quarterback, even in the preseason. Like he didn't last year. He doesn't this year. Uh, and, and just because he had more opportunity doesn't mean that it's a sabotage. It's If anything, it should be him being able to showcase what he's able to do. It's an absolute 
lunacy out there. And quite honestly, it's just starting to get frustrating when people have these double standards that are clearly based around their personal opinion about uh, the the quarterback uh, of of the 49ers and Trey Lance. So I'm icing up those people, uh, many of who are in our creators chat uh, that are Panthers content creators that you all probably have watched. (laughs) Oh, nice, nice, ice up. All right, that is the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com where every Tuesday night into the wee hours of Wednesday we chop up the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective. My name is Tony Dunn. You can follow me on x.com, a.k.a. Twitter, at cat underscore chronicles. I guess you have to post me. I still think you can tweet me, folks. Uh, Check out the shorts. Smash the thumb subscribe one real great thing you hit that little share button and you drop the link on social media let your friends your family man i tell you this is each view it's really hard to get subscribers i spent a ton of time writing and making uh content this weekend and one subscriber right like that's this one subscriber at a time though one sub one share one post one like all of those things uh just continue to be part of conversation and someone I always like conversating about the Carolina Panthers is my man, Cody Lashney. Tell them how they can get after you. Tony Dunn, you can find me on Twitter at Cody Lack, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. Uh, you can also find me every Friday at 7 p.m. for the Friday free-for-all. Uh, I don't think we've settled exactly what the schedule is this year. I know we're going to be doing a free-for-all. We might do a react and a post game. Yeah. But there is going to be a free-for-all where everybody gets to come and hang out and react. and It'll be fun, man. So check us out uh, this Friday at 7 p.m. Uh, there will be a game this Friday, so that'll be fun. Greg, yeah. is it worth it for me to watch the la- the next hour of The Flash? The the, the movie. new movie, yeah. Yeah, I thought that you like was it? a pretty movie. Yeah. Who the hell plays Batman? Uh, it's not Clooney. You're talking about, have you seen any of it? Yeah. I've watched like the first 45 minutes of it. Oh. There's a Batman in it, right? Yeah. Batman, Wonder you Man. You really though. don't know? Because if you really don't know, I don't want to tell you. It's the guy yeah, that, <laughs> it's not really know, Clooney though. It's not Clooney. I've seen his I face. Uh, it's the guy that was in uh, maybe um, Boardwalk Empire, Empire Boardwalk as the FBI guy or whatever. His jaw, though, makes George Clooney's look tiny through that mask. It's like that mask is just a sucking around that big, giant-ass fucking yeah. jaw. Anyway, uh, so, yes, I should watch the rest of it. Yeah, you should. I thought they did a pretty good job. With it. He's it lost in like time fantastic. at this point for me. It's like it's like now, so... Okay. I got tired turn it off. Anyway, all right. So you haven't okay. met Batman yet then in this movie? Mm-mm. Well, he, he's you... in not Pat. Oh, uh, the scene I turned it off in is when they show up at the non-Batman and they beats the shit out of him and looks like an old crazy man. Do you know who that is? I don't know yet. No, no. No, no. I'm saying, do you know who that actor is? No. Okay. I don't know yet. Let me go back and look yeah, at yeah, it. I was, I was like falling it, asleep. Yeah. Anyway, Greg, how can they get after you? Uh, honestly, right now, just here. Zod, yeah, he said you're talking about Zod. Okay, no, that's Michael yeah. Shannon. You're, you're talking about Zod, but you're talking about the guy that's you're really talking about. Was. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. No, no. Let okay. me figure Stop it out. You know this movie. All right. Okay. Okay. Cool. How can they get after you, Greg? Uh, like I said, just here. I'm not really doing social media anymore, and my other shows kind of on hold for a little while. So. All right. All right. And then CK. 
Uh, you can find me on X at Codizzle underscore Allen. Um, and uh, we'll uh, we'll get to somebody who's uh, why Big Jordan, I think, was asking about the Madden Sims. Um, yeah, we're, we're definitely the, the new Madden just dropped. Um, if you, you know, we're sort of it's going to drop on the I guess technically tomorrow now uh, on the 17th. Um, and so that'll allow me to be able to play around a little bit with it, see what the simulations look like and whatnot. And we'll kind of play it from here, uh, play it by ear. All right, uh, Cody Lack, take us out of here. C3 Panther Nation, until next time, keep pounding.